The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I can't think of a better way to kick off a speech-based show with uh, other than with Zambezi by the Piranhas. Hi, remember those guys? You won't because you're kids. I'm an old man. I remember the Piranhas. I remember my sister had this on vinyl, and I borrowed it, and I taped it, as I did with a lot of her music. I thought it was... I would say to her face, hey, this um, Two Tribes by Frankie Goes to Hollywood is crap. And then when she went out... I would go and record it. So in your face. Um, good evening, dear listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. It's a phone in show, unlike any other phone in show, because you don't need anything to phone in about. Unlike this guy, Philip from South Norwood. G'day, this is Wally Dingo with your Aussie Rose Roundup. In weekend action, it was Port Adelaide over Richmond, Geelong over North Melbourne, the Giants over the Suns, Sydney over St Kilda, Essendon over the Lions, Fremantle over the Crows and Collingwood over Melbourne. I'll see you next week. Until then, check out number 96 on YouTube. See ya. Literally no idea what that man's banging on about. No. Oh. <laughs> Not a clue 
what he's talking about. But you know what? That's what we want here. So you can give me a call about anything you want. 0344-499-1000. Well done to everybody who's remembering the hashtag that I introduced two weeks ago and then forgot to mention since. Hashtag TLNA, the late night alternative. Um, Not really a lot to talk about this evening. There's nothing in the newspapers at all. Bleak, bleak times for news. Um, So... You can call in about absolutely anything you want. I've got very little. I tell you what, though, I've had a frustrating day. Good weekend. Frustrating day. Um, I, I was on um, Loose Women today. The lovely Colleen Nolan. Well, what a joy. What an absolute joy. And um, it involved getting up quite early. And I hadn't slept very well. I had a bit of a headache. Uh, and as I got up, I, I was kind of pottering around the room I live in. And it, the kitchen sink. Kitchen sink in the room it smelt a bit whiffy and i thought it was because i'd made a cup of ovaltine four or five weeks ago and i hadn't cleaned the cup i'd let the i'd let it stick to the cup so i was giving that a good old scrub and um and i was i had my nose down the sink and was sniffing the sink i thought that smells a bit bit ripe so i poured i poured some bleach down the sink i think that's what we do isn't it to clean it i think that's what we do and then I had a little tidy up of the, I'm going to say kitchen area, but that is, that is exaggerating significantly. There's like, a, there's a microwave and then there's a little bit of work service. And there's, I, I kind of have a couple, I had a couple of rubbish bags up there and I move one rubbish bag and liquid, clear liquid started pouring out of it. I thought, what the flipping hell is it? And I looked in there and in what I thought was a rubbish bag, it was two pints of milk. Now, I don't remember. I don't remember buying two pints of milk since, like, middle of April, I think. So this two-pinter had been in this, superma- this supermarket bag, lying on its side for pretty close seven weeks. I'm going to say seven weeks. And I look, and it was just, and that whole bit of the work surface was covered in 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 clear liquid. It looked like water. I thought, oh, I've dodged a bullet here. This is water. But man, it wasn't. It turns out when you leave, like two pints of milk on its side for seven weeks, it, it, it separates. The white juice separates, and clear liquid becomes abundant. And basically. It was the stinkiest, most disgusting thing ever. Two photo frames were ruined. Nice frames. They went in the bin. My helmet was cheesy. I had a cheesy helmet. That's where I kicked the um, motorcycle helmet. And it, because it, and that, so that is soft inside and that had absorbed this transparent milk juice. And so I gave it a scrub. And I kept sniffing it. I went, nah, nah, there's, there's, there is not a chance in hell I can put this on my head ever again. I had to throw my helmet away, man. I had to throw it away and order another one. 80 quid. 80 quid. Forget the fact that two photos of my boys were ruined and, and uh, the smell of cheese and they had to be thrown away. Although, actually, that's kind of like 4D. 
Um, but that, my helmet was ruined. And now this tiny room I live in, dear God, I hate it in there. I was speaking to my therapist tonight on uh, FaceTime, so modern. And uh, he said, he said, the sooner you get out of that room and move into this house, the better you'll be. It's like it's like you're when you go home and you put the key in the lock. It's like you're letting yourself back into your own prison cell. I was like, man, you got it. And now it's a prison cell that stinks of cheese. So I'm trying to clear up this mess knowing that the car that's taking me to Loose Women is three, four minutes away. And I'm just getting cut. So basically, when I was on Loose Women, if you saw it today, I was giving away a camper van. A stank of cheese. And also I was wearing another man's shirt because when I got there, I got a coffee. And I took a sip from the coffee and they hadn't put the lid on properly. So scalding coffee went all down me. Scalding. Come on, man. It was hot. That was all. It went all down there. All right, guys. When I'm saying use the hashtag TLNA, I didn't want my cheesy helmet to become a meme. They're turning my cheesy helmet into a meme. Please, can you stop tweeting about my cheesy helmet? I tell you this stuff. um, I tell you this stuff um, in... What's the word? Confidence. Is that the word? Is that, the, is that the word? I tell you this stuff in confidence. means private, isn't it? I don't know. I don't have a clue. Anyway, so please please don't tweet about my cheesy helmet. That's private. Um, so anyway, I, I, so I, yeah, I got to Loose Women and I had a coffee and I poured it all down my front and I had to go and borrow another man's chest. I was very nearly going to double denim because I had to go to the this morning wardrobe department the loose women wardrobe department only have frocks i had to go to the this morning wardrobe department and try and blag a shirt the first shirt they gave me was very nice it was denim with my jeans but it was too tight and it really kind of pushed my moves together i was looking like a hot lady i was looking hotter than some of those ladies on a rupaul's drag race a program that Catherine just made me watch and i'll be honest i haven't got a clue what was going on it was some drag queens, I guess we call them drag queens, because it's drag race. I don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to tread on anybody's high heels. But um, they, they, it was these drag queens, some of whom, two of whom were like beautiful, beautiful women. The other six were like blokes. And um, they were acting out this weird scene. I've never seen anything like it. Anyway, I've got no idea what we're rittering on about. We have uh, four calls lined up. You could be the fifth call, dear listener. 03444991000. You'll speak to Catherine. She'll take your name and number and she will give you a call straight back. Probably. If she doesn't, please don't be offended. We're just trying to... We're just trying to... How can I say this? Catherine and I are trying to up our game. We're both... We are both trying to up our games and give you the best show that we can do. It might backfire, but we're, we're really trying to just... Rate, I think we dropped the ball a couple of times last week, both of us. So we're going to... I don't know. It's just words, isn't it? it doesn't none, none of this matters. It's just a late-night radio show on a poxy DAB radio station. That's all. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative. 
with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Hey, this is exciting. Do you remember last week um, we played a cover of ah, um, oh, what was that song? What was that song? Um, what was that song we played, Alan? The cover of it. Was it Toto and Africa? No, it was Toto and Rosanna. Thanks. Um, and um, it was it was by these these blokes, Richie Castellano and Andy Ascolis. As- 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 I'm going to say. And basically, they're these two blokes, and they um, sh- they recorded a cover version of Rosanna in about five hours, and they put it on YouTube, and it's brilliant. Well, one of them is going to come on the radio in about 15 minutes' time. Ooh. Oh! Hey, and this week as well, um, we've got Kenny Jones, the drummer from The Small Faces, coming on. Wow! And <laughs> you sound like um, uh, you sound like Eartha Kit there. Do that again. Wow! And can I uh, do it one more time? Wow! Thank you. Uh, I'll have that clip, please. And um, we got these um, these two blokes who do this brilliant Paul McCartney podcast coming on on Wednesday as well. So it's a busy, busy week. Cool. There we go. What have you got for us tonight, Alan Caddy? What's your relationship with Jeremy Vine like? Sorry? What's your relationship with Jeremy Vine like? Hey, I love Jeremy Vine. Why? What's he done? He's taken over from Matthew Wright on Channel 5. What the f... What? On the right stuff? Yeah. The show they... New name and everything. The show they promised to me? It's Jeremy Vine taking over. In September. That's a shocker. Calm down, Ian. Calm down. You think about your blood pressure. Think about your blood pressure, Ian. Think about your blood pressure. Just take it calm. Deep breath. Deep breath. In through the nose and out with the mouth. In and out. In and out. In and out. Ah, well, I would like to be the first person here to wish congratulations on Jeremy Vine, and I wish him the very best of luck. In hosting the right stuff, I think I couldn't. I couldn't think of anyone better to do it than Jeremy Vine. Well done, Jeremy. Great work, Jeremy Vine. Well done. You like, you, like you need another job, Vine. You get six hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year. Like you need another job. You do realize on mornings there'll be a battle of pajamas. Um, Jeremy Wine versus Jeremy Kyle. Yep, Jeremy Wine versus Jeremy Kyle. Well, I wish them those guys the best of luck. Thanks very much indeed. What have you got for us tonight? Well, I went to a cycle event yesterday. You went to what? A bicycle event. Ah, bicycle event, you'll say. <laughs> Sounds boring. Well, put it this way, there's quite a few cheesy helmets there. Okay, thanks very much indeed for your call, Alan. That's, that's, that's outrageous behaviour. Let's go to Germany. Du bist, du bist du, Iris. Hello, Ian. Du bist, du bist. 
Ich bin. Um, ich bin 13 Jahre alt. <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah, it's true. Well, that was the age I stopped learning German, or I stopped paying attention in German. I didn't get to... Uh, well, no, I can do 13, right, saying. I can't do 14, but then I can do 15. Very good. Thank you, Schön. Entschuldigung, Sie bitte, wie kommen ich am besten zum Bahnhof? Oh, very good. You should come over here. Uh, well, uh, yeah, only if I can, uh, only if I, the only thing I can say is how do I get to the train station or the, the new townhouse? But then I can only understand the instructions if it's Gainsey here, Gerade Aus, Uber die Kreuzung, and die Bahnhof if ist auf dem Linken Seite. Ah, very correct. So, so I can only, I can only go to the train station if it's straight down here over the crossroads and it's on the left hand side. Otherwise, I haven't got a clue. And if it's that way, I could probably see it. So I wouldn't need to ask. So it's um it's it's a it's a, a minefield. It's a language minefield, Iris. Well, uh, you can brush it up. I, I I brush it off regularly. I'm getting divorced. Anyway, Iris, enough of these uh, lavatorial jokes. It's lovely to talk to you. I'm assuming you're Iris the monkeys fan. Right, that's just why I'm calling. Here we go. At last we speak. We've tweeted. We've emailed. And at last, um, V Sprecken. Uh, I actually wanted to call on Friday, but I was too jet-lagged because I just came home from California where I've seen Mickey and Mike. Oh, you went, you went to California to see Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolenz. Yes. Wowzers. How, how was it? Absolutely brilliant. Oh, Mickey is rocking the stage and Mike is very, very funny. And Mike is rocking the attitude. Um, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right. well, here's the thing. I'm flying out next Wednesday. To go and see them in New York or near New York twice. You will have fun. I. But then here's the thing. Then I got a phone call this evening saying, "How much do you want to go and see the monkeys?" I said, "Quite a lot." They said, "Oh, because you've just been offered a job in Africa." That's a true story. That's not even a joke. That's an actual true story. And I went, "Hmm, how much is it?" And they said, "Oh, it's quite a bit of money." And I went, "Hmm." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell you what. If, if <laughs> this is how cocky I am, I said, "I tell you what." If they um, if they triple the money, I'll do it. They haven't said no to that stupid request yet, so I might be going to Africa instead of New York. We just don't know, Iris. We just don't know. I would prefer New York. Well, I would prefer. I, listen, I would prefer New York, but if they if they cave into my ridiculous um, financial demand, then I'm buying a mm-hmm. house, and I need I'd, I'd, that money. That money would 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 be really really handy. <laughs> <laughs> be really I got angry. your point. You see, but it was good, was it? It was good. Uh, um, uh, um, highlights of the show, please. Randy Scott's good acoustic. What? After him English? Speaking the English? <laughs> yes, I do. What was the, the highlight? Acoustic set. It's the acoustic very, set. very, very good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. We have a rule on this show that I'm only allowed to talk about the monkeys for two minutes a month because get this, Iris. <laughs> get this. Some people don't think the monkeys are the greatest pop band in the world and get bored I when I talk people. about it. They're losers. Yes, they are. And I hate every one of them. Hey, it's so nice to hear your voice after uh, at last after you know the tweets and the emails. Did you take your little knitted Mickey Dolenz with you? Of course. Of course you did. It would have been rude not to. Iris, uh, I will send you the link to the photos. You can watch them. Please do. I want to see them more than anything. Thank okay. You. Iris, nice to talk to you. Call again. 
Oh, oh, there we go. I pressed the wrong button. Thank you, Iris. There we go. Delightful. This is one of the joys of, of being a monkeys fan in the 21st century. Well, no, even in the 20th century to a certain extent. Um, I know all these wonderful people around the world. I've, I've met only a handful of them, but people are Iris, and there'll be people I meet if I do go to New York next week. Um, there'll be people that um, I've never met before that I just know from Facebook. And um, they'll make me feel very welcome. But also, they'll make me feel very welcome in a way that isn't too much. You know what I mean by too much? It won't be, hey, you must come over and uh, stare out. There'll be none of that. They'll be just, oh, we'll we'll meet you. Well, we're going to be in this bar an hour before the show. And if we don't meet you there, we'll meet you in the lobby. And maybe we'll say hello during the interview. That that kind of vibe. That kind of vibe I can dig, dear listener. 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Glenn. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Glenn. It's only eighty-one or eighty-two days till we come and see you in Glasgow. No, oh, well, here's well, here's the exciting thing. Let me tell you this, and Catherine, I've got the update on the on the figures. So on the Saturday, the uh, Saturday, the first of September, Catherine and I will be performing at the two hundred seat venue, the Stand in Edinburgh. And on the Sunday, the 2nd of September, the two, I think it's a 160-seat venue, the stand in Glasgow. I may have got those numbers the wrong way around. Right. So, for the show you're coming to, bearing in mind it's in September, Glenn, in Glasgow, Mm -hmm. we've sold 31 tickets. Good. That's a good start. And in Edinburgh, the bigger venue, we've sold 13 tickets. (sighs) So here's the thing, Scotland... Pull your fingers out, right? You begged us. You begged us to come to your country. You begged us. And we ummed and we ahed and we said, well, but people won't come. And you begged us. So we booked in. We booked in two dates. And at this rate, we ain't even going to cover our costs. I'll spread the word. Thanks, man. If you want to come, guys, you want to see the list of uh, tour dates, uh, Edinburgh, Glasgow, uh, Bath, Brighton and Manchester, ianlee.com slash events, ianlee.com slash events. I'm looking forward to it, Glenn. It'll be a lot of fun. Me too. Uh, you were talking about the monkeys just there. Yes. Um, yes. Kind of the reason why I'm phoning, I was listening to one of your shows from years and years ago uh, recently, and you were telling a story about being in the bathroom with, I think it was the late, great David Jones. David Jones had a slash next to David Jones, oh yes. And, forgive me for asking, but I'm right in saying, I'm not looking for details, but you did look, Oh, you? mate, listen, here's the thing, right, it was, uh, I went and saw a tiny um, concert that he did in a hotel in Paynton in Devon, and during the interval I went into the toilet, there were three urinals, Davy was at the one on the right, there was a guy at the one on the left. You know the rules, Glenn. Mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. go and stand in the middle urinal. So I headed to the cubicle and then I thought, no, 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 no. This is a once in a lunchtime, lunchtime, lifetime opportunity to have a slash next to one of my favourite people. And so I, I came out of the cubicle and I went and stood in the middle, at the middle urinal and I urinated. And yes, of course, I looked down at Davies Willie. Of course I did. Of course I yeah. did. I applaud you, and it makes me wonder if this is perhaps an interesting topic for other people. Here we go. In terms of inappropriate things you've done with or near celebrities. I've got my own story, if you're interested. Go on, please. Of course I'm interested. Okay. I'll try and keep this as clean as I can. Yeah. Um, When I was 19, I was home alone, and being 19 and home alone, I did something to pleasure myself. (laughs) Um, Can can I just say, um, if you are the parents of teenage boys, right... Every time you leave the house or go downstairs, they are whipping it out 
and wanging away. Every if you go, mm-hmm. if you if you um, get up from your bed and go downstairs to let the cat out and then come back, out, they'll knock two out by the time you get back. I swear to God, your little innocent 14, 15, 16, 17, 25 year old sons. That is exactly what they're doing. Sam, I don't I don't need a hallelujah from you, but you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes. So um, I um, did the deed. Yep. And uh, I swear to you. About half an hour later, despite the fact that I'm usually a very hygienic person, I always wash my hands, yeah. by sheer chance, I met the Prime Minister, the then Prime Minister, shook his hand, and then realised afterwards that I hadn't washed them. Which, now, which Prime Minister are we talking about? This would have been Mr Gordon Brown, the day before he called that old lady a bigot. Wow! And the, the, just think the things he could have said about you under his breath, had he known. I know. So you... I'm just glad they didn't have one of those black lights from CSI. <laughs> right, okay. I don't want we don't want to go into too much detail, but who were you thinking of? What when I was doing the thing? Yeah, not when you were shaking hands with Gordon Brown, you <laughs> muppet, when you were doing the thing. Do you know what? At the age of nineteen I was probably online, so I don't know. So gosh remember. so by definition, Gordon Brown, the then Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, was one step away from online hardcore pornography. That's outrageous. Yeah. That's outrageous. Hope that helps. Thanks very much for that, Glenn. Take care. There Don't we go. Again. If you've ever um, uh, masturbated and then shaken the hands of a politician or a celebrity, uh, it's a very niche phone-in, isn't it? Very niche. 0344 499 This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
reason, right, we're playing this. Last week, we we just trawling through YouTube as we do lazily on this show. That's a, that's what we consider to be looking for content and uh, production. Is just trawling through the internet, and then we found this right. This Rosanna cover by Richie Castellano, and I'm going to get it wrong, but I'm going to just go for it. I'm just going to dive in, and I'm going to say Andy Ascalise. There we go. There we go. Right, and this is it's, I've just tweeted the link to it. Right, and it's nuts. So it's these it's these two blokes. And they basically knocked up this pretty spot-on cover of the Toto song. In It says here they did it in five hours and they streamed it live. Right, first of all, I'm totally nicking this idea. When I get my new house, totally nicking this idea of streaming me cre- recreating classic rock tunes um, uh, on the webcam and stuff like that. Although I have to bear, you have to bear in mind, I can't play keyboards. I can do chords. And I'm not very good on guitar. I'm a wicked bass player, but I'm not very good on guitar and I can't sing. Apart from that, I'm totally nicking their idea. Anyway, we thought it was brilliant. I was interested and intrigued to find out a little bit more. And I believe that Richie is on the line now. Good evening, Richie. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing very well, man. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, man, listen, I, honestly, we played your whole track last week. We love it, we love it, love it. We're, first of all, now, which one are you? Are you the dude with the beard? Yes, I am. Oh, so let's be honest, Richie. You're the main guy. <laughs> no, I can't do I I uh, have a lot of help. I have some very talented, great friends, and uh, I, I can't do this sort of thing without them. Oh, well, very diplomatic of you, but come on. You're, <laughs> you're, you're the McCartney. You're the, you're the uh, uh, Emmett Rhodes of this group. We understand that. Now, so <laughs> tell me, and I know very little about you, but what little I've read, I'm fascinated by. First of all, why were you doing a cover? Why, why? Why did you and your mate, uh, Andy, want to do this cover? We have a show. It's a YouTube show called Band Geek, yep. and uh, we do all these crazy sorts of undertakings every uh, well, every so often. Uh, we try to do it weekly, but it's uh, sometimes monthly, and um, we just try to create weird, off-the-wall things. And uh, we we done this before with some sort of simpler songs, like I did um, I did one by myself. Uh, you can't do that by the Beatles, which is uh, yeah, I'm a huge Beatles fan, yep. and you can't do that's a pretty straightforward song, and I could sort of play everything. Yeah. But my uh, skills as a drummer and keyboardist are sort of limited, so Andy is a great keyboard player and a great uh, drummer. So I said, okay, why don't you come over and we won't pick a song. We'll go on the live stream wow. and we'll say, okay, whatever you guys want it, want us to record, we'll record it. Basically, we got sort of like you know we got arrogant about it, like yeah, no problem, we'll be able to do anything. Yeah. And then the audience said, oh, why don't you do Rosanna by Toto? And we looked at each other and we went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's some song, man. That is some song. Yeah. So, I, you know, we, we, we're we big Toto fans. I love Steve Lukather. So, you know, I was familiar with it. But poor Andy had to learn most of it on the spot. Yeah. So he was at a, at a severe disadvantage. Uh, and um, so we just did it and we, we got into it. And we thought, you know, oh, no problem. We'll record a song. It'll take us like two or three hours. Uh, and it ended up taking us, taking us like five hours but to do even, it. But even that, right, that's incredible that in five hours you've got, you know, it's all there. All the harmonies, the keyboards, the so everything is there, man. That's amazing. Yeah, that sort of became uh, my thing. I did a, a video maybe six years ago on, on YouTube. It's I'm playing Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm playing all the parts by myself, uh, singing all the parts. And after that, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Now he's just showing off. Come on, yeah. really? Wow. Well, 
after that, I sort I sort of developed a reputation for it, and, and I, ha- I have to uh, keep things at a certain level. <laughs> wow! Hey, listen, I know t- I can tell you, see you're a Queen fan because I can see in the back of this video there's um uh, you've got a a, a, a Brian May um, guitar, haven't you? Yes, I do. Can I can I can I bore you with my Brian May story? Bore me, please. I love Brian May. So I made this documentary about, God, I don't know, seven years ago, eight years ago, about Vox amplifiers. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's online. You can see it on YouTube. And one of the things that, that we did was we went to, to the Vox factory and we heard all these stories about, you know, going on tour with the Rolling Stones. And it was filthy. And then <laughs> in the afternoon, we uh, we we went to Brian May's house. And uh, we weren't allowed in the house, but we went into his garage where he keeps he's basically got a whole stack of Vox amps. Right. And so we're there and his roadie is there with the guitar and I touched the guitar. And I'm not a massive I'm not a massive Queen fan, but even I got Richie that this was this was pretty special. And then Brian shuffles in. And he puts on the guitar, and it's literally me stood right next to him. We're almost touching with these uh, these amps behind us, and he's just noodling, and he's talking about why he loves the the, the Vox amp, and you know, and if you do this, it does this effect, and if you do do this, it does this effect, and it's a really raw sound. And I said to him, "What what sound do you get if you change the pickups on your guitar?" And he went, "Oh, that's the bow rap sound." And he flicked it. And he started playing the solo to Bohemian Rhapsody to me. And I say, wow. I, I'm not a big Queen fan, Richie, but even I turned to the camera and you can see 15-year-old me grinning like a lunatic. <laughs> because that's cool, man. He's there playing the Bohemian Rhapsody solo. That's amazing. I, I'd probably cry. Well, I was just grinning like an idiot going, oh, my <laughs> God. It's, it's well, I'll send you the link. Um, so how, how long have you been doing this for then, the, the, uh, the band geek? Uh, I think we've been doing it for three or four years um my this is like this is actually like my my hobby project my main uh job is i play guitar and keyboards in blue oyster cult and that's uh that's what i've been doing for 14 years about you just drop hang on a minute you can't hang on a minute that knocks my brian may story into a cocked hat (laughs) no it doesn't you play keyboards in blue oyster cult yeah guitar and keyboards uh i've been doing that since (laughs) 2004 we're talking to we're talking to to rock royalty here for crying out loud. All right, <laughs> no, not, not, no that, that's the main guys in the band. No. That's uh, Buck Dharma and Eric Bloom. <laughs> so listen, hey, listen, my, my, I'm flying to New York next week to go and see the Monkees. There's only two of those dudes in there, but everyone on that stage is 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 in the band, as far as I'm concerned. How did you get that gig, man? Oh, that's um, I was their fill-in sound guy. Yeah, I would mix the band. I was in college when I was doing it. Wow. Um, and they had they had a uh, vacancy in the band. It came up suddenly, and they were sort of in a in a spot. And they said, "Oh, can you you know play with us this weekend? Can you learn twenty two songs in four days?" And you know, I was uh, I you was went, yeah, 20- I can learn all of your parts in five hours, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, I I said yes, I could do it. I was twenty four at the time, Beautiful. and um, they and I, I went I went out that weekend. I played with them. Uh, my first show with them was in Las Vegas, which is a uh, sort of a fan meeting point. Yeah. So all the hardcore Blue Oyster Cult fans wow. meet at this Las Vegas gig. And um, so that was my first show in front of the most critical audience so possible. Any, any mis- <laughs> hey, that, that guy play, played a wrong note there and he missed yeah. out. You'd have been dead meat. They notice everything. Yeah. The, the Blue Oyster Cult fans have very good ears. Uh, they know the catalog really, really well. Wow. And um, so that was my first gig. 
and that was 14 years ago, and they haven't fired me yet, so I'm very happy can, about can that. You, can you um, can you believe how it's all worked? I mean, I love that thing at 24. Can you can you learn all these songs? Yeah, not a problem. The, the arrogance of youth, which is great, you know, uh, <laughs> or confidence, whatever. But can you can you believe that you you're in Blue Oyster Cult? It's it's great. It's a it's a real honor, and it's not like one of those. I mean, I know you just said when you saw the monkeys, or you're going you're going to see the monkeys, and you yep. consider everyone to be in the band. I mean, a lot of bands they have like the main guys and sidemen. Yeah. And fortunately for me, that's not how Blue Oyster Cult is. They really treat everybody like part of the band. Beautiful. I mean, I I I even they I sing songs with the band. I get a few lead spots. They're not really. They don't have the 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 massive ego where it's like, oh, only we're playing, only we're singing, and you you just sit in the back in the dark. No, they want they want to have a band. They want everybody to be part of it, and that's a that's a real honor for me to be part of that legacy because you know this is a a band that's been around for over forty years. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, of course. Um. So so you've been doing the um the the band geek live stream and you record the songs. Mm-hmm. live so you do each part live and people i mean i can see you've got twenty six thousand subscribers i'm subscribed the the, the um thank you Ro- oh pleasure the rosanna's got sixty thousand views and people will sit and watch for five hours will they as you put it all together it, you know what i i don't i don't have a good grasp on what's entertaining and what's not right. because i'll be doing it yeah <laughs> i'm doing this. i'll be doing it and I'll be apologizing to the audience the whole time because I'll be singing, you know, like, for example, the lead vocal in Rosanna, which is really hard. Yeah. So I'll do a bunch of takes and my voice will be cracking and I'll be like, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. And then people are typing. What are you talking about? This is amazing. Like yeah. they're people that I guess when you, know, you sound like you're a musician, right? Well, I, I, I play a little bit of bass. Let's 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 say that. So um, you are probably sick of the process like you of, yeah. of you know having to practice and 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 getting and doing things over and over again especially with recording yeah. so we we take it for granted but for certain people who don't get the opportunity of being the fly on the wall in the recording studio it's really cool so yeah, that's yeah. something that we keep in mind when we're doing this and I I'm always like I'm very apologetic to the audience when I make mistakes I'm like okay I'm sorry I have to do this bass track again I I you know screw up this part and they're like, no, it's cool. Like that, th- they like that. It it almost feels it's more real when there are mistakes. Uh, so yeah. and we and we're we're happy to oblige them in that reality by making plenty of them. <laughs> Who is it? I've, I've just flicked to another one. Uh, Hold the line from 2015. Yeah. Um, now this 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 it looks like you're recording this in a music shop. Don't tell me that's your house. No, that that one in particular is at a friend's house. Wow. Um, the the other the the um. Rosanna, that's in my basement, right. in, my, in my house. But yeah. this one was in uh, a friend of mine, a great musician named Joe Cumia. Yeah. Uh, it's in his house, and uh, we went over to him and uh, did an episode by him, and that's what, that's one of the songs we did. Wow, 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 wow. Hey, listen, man. So, all right. So, what, 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 people, I've I've tweeted the link, and I'll tweet it out again a bit later on. Where's the best place? I think honestly, I think what you're doing is brilliant, and I'm a, I'm a big fan, Richie, of. Um, uh, how things like Twitter, not so much Twitter, but things like YouTube and podcasts, YouTube and podcasts means that everybody now has a chance for a few hundred quids worth of equipment has a chance to kind of create stuff, whether it be radio shows or TV shows or movies or sketches or songs or podcast. You know, they, they can create all of this stuff and make it look and sound as slick and as professional as they want or, you know, as, as amateur as they want. And put it out there. And I love it. I love the fact that, that pe- people like you are doing this creative stuff, man. It's brilliant. 
Oh, thank you very much. I mean, that's something I say to everybody. Uh, a lot of my friends are musicians. Um, they're saying, I don't know what to do. I said, you have a phone and YouTube is free, so you can do anything yeah. you want. You can you can put up stuff every day if you're if you're motivated enough to do it. Uh, another thing I, I just wanted to mention that I started doing. Yeah, um, I'm doing more live stuff every Wednesday night, uh, 8 p.m. New York time. I do a live streaming show about two hours where I play with backing tracks. I have automated cameras and lights and everything like that. And that's been uh, really fun. And uh, so if any of your listeners want to check that out. Well, I uh, think, just, uh, Kath, am I right with five hours? What time is it there now, Richie? All right. By, by me, it's uh, 5.47. This is perfect, man. We're five hours ahead of you. That means that um, when this show finishes on Wednesday, everybody, I mean, obviously carry on listening to Paul Ross on Talk Radio. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but everybody uh, can can go over and uh, and uh, watch Richie. I'll be, I'll be watching it when I get home this Wednesday, man. Where oh, are thank the, you very much. Uh, where are the best places... For me to send people to, so if they're interested, they can come and have a look at your wares. Oh, thank you. Um, the best places are uh, my website, which is richiecastellano.com. Right. And uh, I have a YouTube channel, which is, I'm very active on, and that's youtube.com slash richiecastellano. I have a lot of fun stuff up there. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna tweet those during the next break as well, Richie, so we can send thank people you. in those directions. Um, and stay in touch, man. You ever want to come on and plug stuff or you want... You know, you want some tips on some real music. You want to speak to the Brits who invented it. Then you, <laughs> you're very welcome to come on any time, Richie. I, I, honestly, I love what you're doing, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, brother. Take care. There we go. I, I, if you follow me on Twitter, at Ian Lee, I'll, I'll tweet all of that stuff during the next break or maybe during the news at 11 o'clock. What a nice bloke. What a nice bloke. And I noticed, I said the first one has got something like 60,000 views. That second one I went to, just under 300,000. Oh, just under 300,000 views. That's great. And this is, I don't like Twitter, and I'm I'm getting close to kind of getting off Twitter. Um, and I don't really like Facebook, but, but, but things like being able to podcast and YouTube are incredible. That you can make something, and you don't need to spend much money. You get a decent mic. If you want it to sound good, you spend the money on a decent mic or a decent digital recorder. You can get one for around 100 quid. You can make a professional sounding podcast that sounds more professional than this. This listen to my squeaky chair. I won't squeak now, but you, you get the point. 0344 499 1000. Dan, stay there. Come to you in a second. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I think we're going to get um, more podcasters on and more people doing stuff. I think it's, we did that in New York last year. It was a year ago we were in New York. Um, and we spoke to some really good podcasts. And I say we've got um, the um, the guys that do the Take It Away Paul McCartney podcast coming in on well, coming on on Wednesday at midnight. And it's a really good podcast. And we'll talk about McCartney, but we will also talk about um, the technology and the science and the art and the the wherewithal of making your own podcast. So we we, we won't. We'll, we'll, yeah, of course, we'll talk about McCartney. We'll talk. I, I will tell them that the Frog Chorus is actually a work of genius. It is. Listen to the Frog Chorus again, man. It's amazing. Um, but but don't worry if you're not a McCartney fan, because we will. I want to find out how they did it, because it sounds really slick, right? And they put a lot of work into it, a lot of work in terms of editing and, and making it sound as slick as as they can. So I think we might try and get a few more podcasters on, and maybe when I'm in New York next week, I'll see if I can go and meet up with a few people and speak to some people. That's what we'll do. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Dan. Good evening. 
Oh, that was said um, with with vim, and I'm going to say it, Dan, with vigour. Well, Ian, I'm sitting in the car, right? I've got my mate Murray, and I've got my mate Matt. And, and, right? and, I, and you've got your mate's speakerphone as well, but I might let it slide just this once. Oh, give me a sec. Give me two seconds, mate. Give me two seconds. Screw, two screw two Murray seconds. and Matt. They don't need to hear this. They're losers. I, oh, well, that's all right. That's all right. But um, what was I going to say? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Matt's got an interview tomorrow at Spoons. At Spoons? Yeah. What, sp- what weather spoons? Yeah. You call it spoons? Every- uh, do you not know that everyone calls it spoons? I've never heard weather spoons called spoons. Every- honestly, we're, we're all, obviously, you know, the youth, the millennials, we all call it spoons. Right. It's just quick, you go, all right, mate, do you want to go for a cheeky spoons? Yeah, all right, then. Oh, where are we going to drink? Oh, we're going spoons. Well, right, hang, we're going on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're calling it a cheeky spoons? That's the same number of syllables as weather spoons. Yeah, but yeah, but there's a difference between spoons and cheeky spoons. Because if oh. you just go with spoons, you go at like ten o'clock in the morning when you're sort of hanging and you just want a full English. Whereas a cheeky spoons is with like people you haven't seen in ages and you just go for like the absolute banter and there's like you know there's just you know beers. Well, not beers, fine, but you know jokes are flying. Jokes. You know the drinks are getting down. Yeah, the Jaeger, exactly two for twelve pitches. Woo woo yeah. woo woo yeah. You guys sound like you're having so much fun, and you're well, the reason that we've got, got Brexit. For, huh? Have you got... You what? Oh, yeah. yeah, we're not talking about Brexit. No. But um, what, what, what are your tips for Matt going for an interview at Spoons? Well, I wouldn't call it Spoons. Well, you know, it saves it, a bit of time. No, it? but in the interview, I wouldn't call it Spoons. I would call, it, right. I would call it um, Weatherspoons, and I would refer to the boss as Mr. Weatherspoons. He's a massive Brexiteer, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but now it's costing him a fortune. That'll learn him. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, there's the uh, unicorn alarm. Um, That's uh, right, yeah. My tip would be, for if you've got a, a job interview at Spoons, is don't turn up. How bad can your oh, life be that you, you want to go and work in Spoons? Well, I, or do you want to talk, I go on, Matt, say, say so. What, what, is your life that bad? No, I'm just back from uni. Well, go, well what, for your summer holidays or forever? I quite, I quite, I like spoons. I, I want to work there. All right. Well, you go and work there. I don't know, Dan. What will Chris Tarrant say? <laughs> say go and work at spoons. We a serve a pint, b serve a pitcher, c a Jager bomb, or d something else. What's your answer going to be, Matt? Jager. There we go. Thank you very much indeed. Not, uh, not a clue. What a bunch of delightful fruit. They call it spoons. Spoons? Kids these days are so flipping lazy, aren't they? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very good. Please, please, I don't want to listen. I don't want to beg you guys, but please, um, please buy tickets for our Edinburgh show. We've sold thirteen in a venue that holds about two hundred. I mean, come on, guys, please. I'm I'm begging you. If you go to uh, ianlee.com slash events, then even if you don't want to come, here's the thing. You don't even have to come. You can just buy a ticket and, and that will that will be enough. It'd be great to see you there. We'd love to see you there. But um, if you don't want to turn up, you're feeling a little bit shy, a little bit. Re- you guys begged us. Begged us. Begged us to come to Scotland, and now you are stitching us up like absolute uh, kippers. 
0344-499-1000. When we come back after the news, uh, lots to talk about, including um, the people having a party on my car at half past five this morning. A party on my car! Um, yesterday, I did the most English thing ever. I went to a recording of Antiques Roadshow. Oh, yes! I was at the Antiques Roadshow! And they fake it. They fake the ooze. Someone had a teapot that was worth 200 quid. It was a Tiffany teapot or something. It was a Tiffany tea something. I think it was a teapot. And it was worth 200 quid because it was Tiffany. And everyone, ooh. And the director came in and went, yeah, we're going to need a bigger ooh. And they fake the ooze. Outrageous. Oh, three. I've got loads of others. Talking about mini golf as well. Oh, three, four, four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. You speak to Catherine, she'll take your name and number and give you a call back. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio with me, Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
I don't get it. That's all him. That's that's Richie Castellano. We we had on Avner. That's all him. I'm sat there watching it, and he's he's he's, he's doing it all. I don't understand it. My brain can't compute. Oh, we'll get Richie. Richie's welcome on any time. I'm I'm in New York next week. I might pop round and see him. Um, that's all him doing that. How is that even possible? And he's a big lad, and he's doing the Michael Jackson as a six-year-old voice. Love that. Thank you, Richie. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Jackie. Hello, Ian. How are you? I went to see them filming an episode of Antiques Roadshow yesterday. Oh, well, guess where I was yesterday? Um, in... I don't know. I'm going to look at that. It's too rude. Where were you? I was in Liverpool seeing Paul McCartney. Oh, now, was this the thing he was doing with James Corden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he was in... Um, he was all round the pier head. Yeah. Um, and then he went to do um, a gig at the Philharmonic pub. Did, did you get in the pub? Well, we were outside. Could you hear it? Oh yeah, it was it was absolutely brilliant. He isn't one of my favourite Beatles. My favourite Beatle is John Lennon. Yeah, he isn't. And he we isn't were, even one of your favourite. Wow, gosh. Oh yeah, John Lennon. <laughs> we went over to see the exhibition in the um, museum. Yeah. And so, and then. Then it all it, it all kicked off. Right. So for those who don't know, Paul McCartney did like James Corden, Jesus, um, and they went round Liverpool and they went to his old home and all of that stuff. And then he ended yeah. up doing a gig in a pub. What songs did he play? Um, Hard Days Night. Oh. Um, and he ended with um, Hey Jude. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, James Corden ended up doing. Um, that was him on stage. Oh, that's a shame. It's all it's all on YouTube. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. People have videoed it and everything. Oh um, the the reason I was calling it was the um, yeah fridge thing, the fridge. The what? Putting things in your fridge. What? You know, before when you said about the milk going off. Oh yeah, the milk. Oh god, I haven't got oh, a fridge yeah. where I live. Oh yeah, I haven't got well, a fridge. I've been on hold that long. <laughs> oh yeah, that's no, all right. Go on. Well, no, you haven't. Yeah. No, you haven't. You've been on... No, I've seen exactly when you called in. You called in about 15 minutes ago. I know. Kath said to me, I'll phone you back in oh, half an hour. <laughs> no, yeah, Kath is a little minx. And boy, oh boy, she's oh, in trouble. Oh, bless her. Yeah, the show's been great. Uh, there's so much to talk about. I did this the other week. Um, not in the fridge, but in my, my microwave. Yes. And I put something in the microwave. Yes. I thought, right, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, no. And then a few days later... Oh, no. I thought, where's that smell coming from? A bit ripe. Where's that smell coming from? I did a stir fry. <laughs> and I had some vegetables. And I thought, I'll put them in the bowl and I'll do them tomorrow. Yes. About three or four days later, I thought, where's that smell coming from? Deja vu. And then I opened the microwave and I went, whoa. Hey, what the heck? Oh, my God. Sweet baby that? Jesus. Oh, my God. It took me about four days to get rid of the smell. Oh, God. Oh, I was mortified. So what was it? Veg- vegetables? It, yeah, it was just, um, I just steamed some vegetables in the in the microwave. Wow. Well, after the stir fry. And I put it in the microwave, thought, right, okay, I'll do that tomorrow and I'll put it back in the stir fry. And I forgot about it. Mate, stinky vegetables are... Well, but I, here's the thing. Stinky vegetables is bad, but stinky milk is, is worser, isn't it? Badder. Bad. Worse. I don't know. Okay. I, do, I, I don't know about that, Ian. That it was just... Pause. 
I opened the fridge and I I was like, I I I I literally I was sick. Well, were you literally sick? Literally. You literally threw up. I did throw up. Oh, you, you dirty mess! So it got even stinkier. <laughs> it was that bad, wow. and I thought, Oh my God, I can't believe I've left that in my my microwave. Hey, Jackie, jo- will you join me? Hang on a second. I'm just going to hang on. Stay there because I we need to uh, we need to commemorate this. Hang on. Okay. Uh, um, hang on a minute. We need to commemorate this. There we go. Let's uh, bear, with, bear with me a second. I need. I'm gonna need your help with something. All right. And I know. I know your game. And I yeah, know, you do. I know your game. You I know, know your I'm game, game, girl. Hang on yeah, a second. Go on, Here then. we go. Here we go. Ready? Na 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 na. Come on, Jackie. Na 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 na. Hey, Jude. Come on, Jackie, take it home. On. Na, 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 na. All right, everyone be quiet. I just want to hear Sam singing it. Na, 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 Thanks, Jackie. You're welcome. Bye. Um, seriously, if Richie Castellano is still listening, you got competition, brother. You got blue oyster cult or not? You got competition, brother. Um, yeah, here's the thing. This is can I can I can I share with you something that will sound petty, and but it sums up. I think it sums up perfectly how nutty McNut nuts I am, right? And how there are things. That should give me immense pleasure, but instead I find I can't watch them, right? Can I share this? Do you know where I'm going with this? Let me share this, right? So Paul McCartney's done this this thing where he's gone around Liverpool and these, there's pictures of him stood by the Beatles statues, doing taking a selfie and going to Penny Lane and gone to his childhood home, which I think is National Trust now, isn't it, I think? Uh, gone there for the first time in 50 years and gone and done this gig in this pub and all of that. And that's brilliant. And I would love to see that because I'm going through a huge McCartney thing. He's got a new album coming out, which I can't wait for. But here's the thing. When McCartney re- releases a new album, about half of it is really good and the other half not so good. And I'm happy with those odds, right? So I should really be looking forward to watching this this whole Paul McCartney thing. Here's the thing. I'm never going to be able to watch it because James Corden is in it. James Corden is in it. And and because of that, because because there's, there'll be a part of me that's thinking, well, I, I would have done that better. I'd have done that. But well, no, I wouldn't have done it better because I would never have been given the opportunity to do it. So, of course, I wouldn't have done it better. And also, I just don't get 
I don't get Corden. I don't get Corden. So to see Corden, a man who I've met, I met him. I met him years ago before he was before Gavin and Stacey. He was in the History Boys at the National Theatre, Alan Bennett play. And um, my then girlfriend had worked with him, I think, because we went to the stage door and we met him and said hello. And he was he was very charming, very delightful. But I don't get Corden. And um, the, the fact that he is doing, do you know what I mean? Doesn't that sound petty? Doesn't it sound petty? I, I, if I were to watch it, I would still get pleasure from it, from seeing McCartney, you know, goofing around by the Beatles statue. That'd be funny, taking a selfie at a Beatles statue. That'd be funny. But I can't watch it because Corden's in it. I just can't. And so I will deny myself any pleasure that I may get um, from watching McCartney because of James Corden. The switchboard is empty, dear listener. Now's the great time to pick up the phone and give us a call. It will cost you, probably be free, pennies at most. You'll speak to Catherine. She will take your name and number and give you a call straight back. 0344 499 1000. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000. So... I went to um, a recording of um, Antiques Roadshow on Sunday. Beautiful day. Very English thing to do. And um, can I... I don't... What I'm about to say... I've I've said this before about things. I don't mean it to make light right, but there was no security check there. I really thought there'd be at least a bit of a bag search going on. There was nothing, right? And it's all crammed in. You've got, like, the main area where they do the big reveals and where Fiona Bruce does her links and things. Then you've got these little tables all set up with um, uh, glassware, jewellery, furniture, all of this, and then huge queues, and the experts are there. But the experts at the little tables aren't being... They're not being filmed, right? You only get taken away and filmed if it's a big thing. You get taken to the main arena. But everything's cramped in, and there were a few thousand people there. And I did think, right, it's the most English thing in the world. It's the BBC, and there's no security. Kind of think, I mean, if if you wanted to create a big stir as um as a terrorist, that would be the place to go. And also, I I, I don't feel particularly bad about saying it because I know that notice that the Sun today have um, given instructions to ISIS on how to um, go and attack the new RAF jets. They've pointed out exactly where they're kept and um, exactly where there's like a really small rickety fence that you could climb over. So me saying, you know, ISIS could easily infiltrate an antiques roadshow. First of all, I don't think ISIS is going to be listening to this and going, hey, that guy's got an idea. Uh, but, I was really but so we went to some of the places. We watched the grumpy glassware man who's quite grumpy and he told a lady off. Um, but my favourite place. Oh, there were two. One was the Militaria, where there was this guy who'd, who'd right. So there's a big queue there. People go and they get the medals out. And I, I, the, the, the military guy was cheating because he had books. He would get, look things up in books. And I would think, well, I could Google it, mate. That's not. Uh, <laughs> but so there was a queue. But then op- there was also a chair there. And there was a guy sat in a chair who hadn't queued up. And I don't know if he'd gone through the correct vetting process, because if you were just going in as a punter, you could just walk in. If you were going in to get stuff 
viewed. You had to kind of queue up in one queue to be, I don't know. I mean, this guy had low, like this giant swastika, um, like a giant iron eagle swastika. It was, I mean, it was an incredible thing. I tweeted a picture of it and someone told me off for tweeting a picture of a swastika, idiots. But the best table, right, the best table was up for um, what my mum and dad would call toot. Bric-a-brac. They, they, they use the term collectibles, which is a catch-all that means nothing. So we went, we spent a lot of time at the collectibles table, right? And basically, it was chances. It was people who'd, oh, antiques roadshows on. Quick, what we got under the sofa? Go up uh, under your bed. See what's under your bed. Go on, go on, girl. We're going. And there was this mum and this daughter, right? They had loads of stuff. Let me talk you through some of it. Um, one of them was, well, there was a ceramic ET, which I was looking for. I was stood there and waited for the ceramic ET to be looked at. And then I got really close to it. And the ceramic ET, basically the head had fallen off and they glued it back on. And the guy lifted it up. And there was a hole in the bottom. It was a money box. But with the even the plastic thing to keep the money in was missing. And, it, and he went, uh, 50 pence. <laughs> All right. And then she had a mirror. It was a mirror, but it had like a picture of like Big Ben on etched on it. Right. But the best one was the same woman. She had this really filthy, you know, um, you know the 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 folders that you get like that you put panini stickers in right the fo- she had a folder it was, and it was it was it was pokemon folder right but it was filthy and and my sister said oh i wonder what she's got inside that pokemon folder because she's keeping it back until last and it, the folder was filthy right and he opened it up and she had in there an incomplete collection of pokemon cards it was incomplete in a really filthy Pokemon folder. I mean, filthy, right? It was an incomplete collection of Pokemon cards. I couldn't believe it. But the best one, we went back to the collector. Honestly, if you if you ever go and see Antiques Roadshow being filmed, I mean, it's brilliant. So brilliant. And we took my niece and nephew, who are 13 and 10. They were bored out of their brains. Beautiful. But the best one was this woman, and she had eight copies of the Beano, right? And we went, oh, these could be like original, you know, old. And I got there just to hear the bloke going, well, yes, if you look, it says here they're only five years old. Eight copies of five-year-old Beanos. And she went, is it worth, it's an old lady. Are they worth anything? He went, well, best to go on eBay. Best to go on eBay and look, he said. Your best, the Antiques Roadshow expert said, your best to go on eBay and look. And I'm thinking, I'd give her two quid for them. And I nearly went up to her, so I'd give you two quid for them, because my boys will love them. Two quid for, but oh man, what was she thinking? There were eight copies of the Beano, they were five years old. Flipping heck. 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Toby. Evening, how are you? I'm all right, Toby. What you got for us? I saw an ET the other day for sale. Oh, I got yeah. quite excited in a, in a charity shop. Yeah, I, uh, thought, I thought. Yeah. I I remember uh, when ET was out. Yeah. I got really hankered after this um, ET figurine. There was one that it, it, it was like a model of the spaceship, and you pressed a button, and an ET 
shot out. Oh, wow. Totally wrong scale. I always wanted that. I always saw it in a... I think I, think I remember seeing it in a gambler's toy shop. But you were presented with the opportunity to buy it in this charity shop. No, that's what I wanted it to be. It turned out to be like a like a studio tours one, like some 2010. It's like your Beano's. Oh, for crying out loud. I just... Loud. I saw it peering across. Yeah. Peering across some charity yeah. shop through the tat. I'm going just on eBay. Disappointed. I'm going on eBay for you, my friend. So how, would <laughs> you dis- I look. how would you describe it on, e- uh, on eBay? Oh, I found it. I have found it. It's oh, yeah. like it was a little, oh. it was about the size of a tennis ball. You know, the, the spaceship, and then you press the button, yeah. and an ET kind of, a ramp opened, and, yeah. and a little ET on wheels shot out. Imagine the glory. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh here it is. ET pop-up spaceship. Uh, well, there's, there's an original one here, still sealed. Flipping heck. <laughs> For £12.95. Gosh, that really has... They, someone has kept that seal thinking that'll be worth something. <laughs> that'll be worth something in about 40 years' time. Nah, it's, only, it's, it's probably worth less than you paid for it, suckers. Wowzers. Well, but I told you, you've got the um, Panini albums. Yeah. I discovered my... Now, I always I had about 10 incomplete, massively incomplete Panini albums as a kid. Yeah, yeah. But now, with my own children... I find you can complete them because you can just fill out a form on the Panini website. What? Mr. Panini has put out a form and he says, which stickers do you want? You tell him and he sends you all the stickers. you got to pay for them. Complete books. Yeah, yeah, he's not. I mean, Mr. Panini is a generous man, but, but he's not. But hang you know, on, because what, what my kids do, they don't collect Panini stickers, but they, they collect Pokemon cards. And what they do is um, they've got a friend who's got a laminator. So the laminator. So they just oh, download. Is that the friend or the machine? They just they just download them and print them and then laminate them. Oh. But you're I mean, saying. Some, but you're. Some of the fun's gone. Hang on a minute. Shut up. You're writing to Mr. Panini, going, please, Mr. Panini, can I have such and such? A, can I have Gary Lineker and um, <laughs> um, uh, Eric Cantona? Mr. Panini endorses it. But, but, but when surely the pleasure, the pleasure, was going the to your pleasure. mate's son. I've got, I've got two Wayne Rooney's. Can I have a, a, an Emil Heskey? Cool. Oh, where did I pluck that name from? <laughs> it must be a massive fan. No, it, well, no, it's because it's yes. when the box disappears from the news agents. Right. When the Moana stash has disappeared uh, okay. to be replaced yeah. by Emil Heskey's. Yeah. Then, then you've got to, then you've got to turn to Panini. Right, okay. You've got to turn to the mothership itself. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. You're doing that, and you're happy to do that, and you're happy to encourage your children to lie and cheat. Um, then that's yeah. absolutely f- yeah. oh, yes, yes. <laughs> hey, listen, yeah. they want to get ahead in life, Tobes. You, they've got to learn. They've got to learn the I've tricks. Got, you got to learn them. You got to learn them early. You got to get. Got to learn them early. Got to learn. Hey, speaking of which, my, so um, it was my birthday on Saturday, and it was a really lovely day, long old day. I, thank you, mate. I got up, got to bed at three, was woken up at half past half past six by two children jumping on me, which is a joy. Of course. And then we went and saw my eldest do some fencing. He's been doing fencing, and it was really, really lovely. Hey, here's the thing. So we're doing fencing, right? And I'm sat there, and, and in front of me, there's a woman, and I'm looking at this woman. I'm staring at her, thinking, you look a little bit, little bit like someone I used to go to college with, but but not not much. And then she, t- she turned around. She went, did I used to go to college with you? And I went, are you ever? She went, yeah. I went, flipping it, we did. And this was a woman. And first of all, I'm surprised I remembered her name because I don't remember anybody's name from college. Um, and I've not, I never really, I don't even know if I spoke to her at college. We're in the same year and she was a friend of a friend, but I don't think I ever and spoke to her. was she always fencing? She wasn't fencing, no, but her daughter was fencing. And I've not seen her 23 years. 
And it was lovely. And we chatted a little bit and we, you know, caught up in the last 23 years and all of that. So we did that. But there, there is a point to this, Toby. Don't worry. It's about cheating. So then we went okay, yeah. We went to play mini golf, right? Because my boys love mini golf. And I thought it'd be a nice Did it ever to... come? Sorry? Did it ever come? I mean, no, ever did. Do you know? I thought you were tying in with something else I've spoken about. Um, th- no, ever didn't come. <laughs> no, ever didn't oh, come. So we went and played mini golf, right? And uh, we signed us up for thirty-six holes. Right? It was we were playing mini golf for four hours, man. Four. You don't oh, know what hell is like uh, when you're playing it for four hours. And the boys were cheating. I've forgotten. That I get grumpy with them for cheating. They get grumpy when I point out they're cheating. And here's the thing. I went to add up all the scores on the scorecard, right? And someone had written in the, the second round, hole seven, I'd taken a hundred shots. And I went, well, I'm not, I'm not putting this on the score. They said, no, you have to. It's on the scorecard. I said, I didn't take a hundred shots. You have to add it on. It's, it's on the scorecard. So I came, just 80, wasn't it? I came last because there was a hundred added onto the scorecard. So that's cheating. That's kids cheating, Toby. But, well, the thing is, yeah. they should have just gone for it. You know, they should have just gone on for 15. Yeah. You might not have quibbled it. Here's, and here's another thing, right? It was it was really nice. In the, the first 18 holes, there weren't that many people there. The second 18, there were a lot of people there, a lot of queuing. But it was nice. Got chatting to some people. But the first holes, right? So we got on to, to about hole 10. And there were three young men. I say young. They were about 23, 24, right? Very young. Very young. And first of all, right? It's no smoking on there, right? It's no smoking, right? But oh, did you have to? Did you have to sit in the rest? I didn't do a sit in the rest, but they weren't just smoking; they were smoking a joint. Well, right. And I don't mind. I, mean, pe- I don't mind people smoking. I don't mind people smoking joints. I do mind people smoking joints on a mini golf course right next to my kids, right? And I said something to my wife, and I and she said, "Well, should we go and tell someone?" I said, "We can't tell them." Then I was going to tweet the golf course because that's that they might have given us free things, but they didn't have Twitter. So in the end, I said to these these men as they walked past me, I "said Guys, come on, man, you can't smoke a J in front of the kids. What are you doing?" They went, "Oh no, it's not a J. It's a J." They said, "It's not. It's a, they said it's a roll up." I said, D- "Dude, don't, honestly, don't try and get. Come on." It's not Dude a roll-up. and Jay, them thought you were very cool. I was very cool. I said, I said, that's not a roll up. You're smoking a Jay. That's not on, mate. Seriously. And um, then they stabbed me to death. Well, that is what will happen if you approach if you approach someone with a Jay. Yeah. That, that is what will happen. Anyway, I, I phoned to say. Yes. I'm, I'm before I forget. Yes. You about ever cutting off your nose to see? <laughs> I'm ever. <laughs> to, uh, not watching things yeah. that you clearly like a so up your street is unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, was, I was discussing this the other day. I was looking at there was a book on my shelf. Oh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, a book I bought ages ago, knowing that that looks exactly the kind of thing I like. Yeah. And then everyone liked it, and I'm not going to read it. Well, just not going to bother. Why are you not going to read it? That kind of thing. I just don't, I just don't read it. Things, things that look like I will really like them. Yeah. I think someone bought me that book, but I saw lots of people reading it on the tube, so I thought I'm precisely. not going to read it. Yeah. That's precisely why. If it's something that's very popular. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm afraid my tastes are more uh, eclectic. Are we weird? Because I'd love to watch this, this Paul McCartney thing. If someone could do me an edit of the Paul McCartney thing, Sans Corden, I will pay top dollar for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> 
Well, that is doable, isn't it? I, well, I don't know how much he did that. I mean, may, uh, maybe it's all singles. It'll be fine. Yeah, if it's all singles. Catherine is typing on the screen that you and I are snobs. I mean, she's right. Yeah, oh, she's absolutely right. But, I mean, look at the state no, of I mean, her. Oh, dear, cheeky cow. <laughs> she wants to try being a bit more snobby. She does. She. That's it. She's too approachable. She's too all-encompassing. She's you don't too want to be open. down to earth. No, you don't want to be down to earth. No, salt no. of the earth is how I would describe Catherine. <laughs> very salty. Very, very salty. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I found that. And I also found yep. that I used to very much enjoy listening to Frank Skinner's podcast. Oh, yeah. From the Saturday show, I read his autobiography over Christmas, yeah. from which I think finished in two, ended in two thousand and four. Yeah, and uh, I can uh, no longer uh, I can no longer listen to it. Oh, go on, why? Because you don't like him from that book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it right? I can get back, I can get you back into him. Go and read the book where he goes back on tour after not going on tour for years. Oh, yes, I will do. Read that, because I, exa- I had a very similar... I was never a massive Frank Skinner fan anyway, but I had a very... That, that his first autobiography is such an unpleasant book. He's such an unpleasant... He's like a, a devout Roman Catholic now. Um, yes. Was he not at the time? Mm, he was, was lapsed. I assume that was all... He was lapsed. Oh, right. But, he's, but it's all, I mean, because I know... I used to know someone. I used to work with someone who gets mentioned in that book, and he tells a very, very salty tale about her. Um, well, I think lost the man. There's a really unpleasant story about a sexual escapade they indulged in. Well, I mean, that doesn't narrow down. No, I know it doesn't. I know that she was thoroughly ashamed um, and embarrassed by it, and I thought that was mean. But then he does a book about doing stand-up after not doing stand-up for years, and that's quite inspirational. Oh, well... I'll go back. Maybe that'll maybe that'll cleanse it. Maybe that'll be go the. Go and cleanse uh, your this, go and cleanse your Skinner palate, Toby. Thank you for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Jack. Evening, Ian. I've uh, I've got a question for you. Okay, well I may have an answer for you. It's a would you rather. Okay. So I'll give you like scenario A, scenario B. I'm just going to sup on some water from my. I've got a new, very trendy. You know these water bottles that everybody has. Mm. I've got one. Is, has it got a bit in the middle for some fruit? You could put fruit in there. I could put some like lemons and limes in there and. Um, yeah. But here's the thing, right? It, uh, Catherine bought it for me, and I really, really, um, I'm really, I'm really perplexed as to why. She says it's to protect the planet from all the plastic, but this is made yeah, of yeah. this is made of plastic, and this is thick plastic, right? So that when you buy, when I buy the wa- water in a bottle from the shop, that is thin plastic. This is thick plastic. Yeah, but when you buy the the water from the shop, you buy like ten bottles versus that one. So I know she normally buys you rubbish gifts, but that one's probably quite a good one. And here's the thing, right? There's there's lots of signs. It's, I blame David Attenborough. He's, he, David Attenborough bums Mother Earth, right? Mm, yeah, um, he does. There's a poster. He really does. There's a poster as I drive in, right, from from um, the World Wildlife Fund, or as I call them, the World Wildlife Bums. Mm. There is more plastic in the sea than fish. Really? Well, that's what they say. But what does that mean? What does that mean? That's like saying there is more paper on this desk than air. You can't... That's that's apples and oranges. They're too incomparable. There's more plastic in the sea than fish. What? 
like there's more right first first of all okay first question how many fish are there in the sea do they know no and when you say there are more plastic there are more there are more plastic that doesn't even make sense so yeah. is, is it micro um the uh, microbeads well a microbead mm. is tiny so yeah i could imagine that but it's still tiny are you saying that the plastic takes up more um space than the fish i don't believe that where's your evidence i don't i just don't trust these guys jack no, no, I get you. I mean, it did shock me when you said that, so that's what it's supposed to do, isn't yeah, it? It did shock me. But it doesn't mean anything. No. Yeah. Well, I can tell you've got nothing more to say on this point. So what have you called? Oh, you've called in for a who, what, why, when, oh, and the how. No. Yeah, so would you rather? Yeah. So scenario A, Yeah. you get the right stuff gig. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And it's really successful, and um, you get to still do your radio work, but you get to do the right stuff gig. It's called The Lee Stuff, and it's a brilliant show. Oh, nice one. Thank you. But you have to remain in your current um, living quarters. Oh, Jack, you've been listening and paying attention. This is (laughs) great. For the next two years, at least. Can I just say, Jack, are you listening to this, Catherine? This is incredible. This is incredible. Man, you're, you're, they should get you working on the next series of Big Brother or I'm a Celebrity. You're twisted. Go on. I like it. Yes. I know. Anyway, anyway, so option A, you get the right stuff gig, but you've got to live in your, your current, um, living situation for the next two years, at least. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on. This is Or option B. Yeah. You can move to the new house that you're, um, you know, in the process of getting. Yes. But, obviously, you don't get the right stuff gig. Yeah. And oh, no. you have to listen to a Nickelback song in the morning and a Nickelback song before you go to bed. Nickelback song in the morning. Nickelback song before bed. Nickelback song in the morning. Gonna shoot me in the head. I would take the first option. How can you? I would. I would carry on living in the cell I'm living in. Yeah, well, we listen to a Nickelback song in the morning and in the evening. What kind of pervert are you? I know. I know that is. That's why I thought it would be a tough one. But really, two years in that place. No, uh, no fridge. No, no, no fridge. No, no fridge. Um. Uh, no, I'm playing silly buggers. Of course, I will. I will. Of course, I would move to the new place, Jack. And you so being... take the the new place, yeah. but in the morning you'll wake up to a Nickelback song, yeah. and before you go to bed, the last thing you'll hear yeah. is Nickelback for two years or forever. Um, indefinitely. He's, this guy is sick. Can we put a warning <laughs> by Jack's name on here? Only let him on um, if we want to speak to some some kind of deviant with a very very twisted mind. Catherine's written something very. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, Jack. Um, and by the way, this is a new feature. Um, so far, Jack is this week's golden call. I should tell you that. Jack? Oh, yeah, thank you. I'll take that. Well, well, you won't take it yet because we've got okay. the rest of the week. to Remind me of this, Catherine, because I'm just thinking of it and this is good. Um, and see if we can get a jingle made up. Um, by the way, if you want to make a jingle at home for a Golden Call, you can. So, so far, Jack, you're this week's Golden Call. What that means is, if no mm-hmm. one beats your call, on yep. Friday, we get you back on, we play mm-hmm. highlights from your call, 
and we talk about your call, the thought that went into it, how you came up with the ideas, what it felt like making it, and what it felt like um, for the for the the few days after you made the call and you became famous on the back of it. So, so like, like like an interview. It'll be it'll be an interview about this call, Jack. Yes. Okay, that's brilliant. I'm right. glad to be making history. Okay, we well, you're losing it a bit at the end there. But you, you, Jack, keep listening throughout the week. If anyone thinks they can beat Jack's golden call. Oh, three, four, four. This is great. This is a feature. So can we record that call and can you edit clips out of it, please, for a highlights package? <laughs> I made myself laugh for highlights package of one call. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative on talk radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number. If you uh, so yeah, so I slept terribly last night. It was hot, and, it was, and I really enjoyed the weekend. I had a great day on Saturday with my kids. Mini golf. Me shattered. Fell asleep in front of the telly. I've not fallen asleep in front of the telly for ages. I was lying on the sofa, and we watched um, Early Man. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much what I expected it to be. It, I don't I don't really like album films. I, although I did like the Shaun the Sheep movie. I thought that was funny. But I never got Wallace and Gromit and any of that stuff. An early man, a spoiler alert, it's just, it's, it's a one joke film about people playing football in um, caveman times. That's it. So I didn't like that. And then we put Ferdinand on. And I saw the start of Ferdinand when he's a kid. And then suddenly Ferdinand was like really big and he was stood on the top of a cliff and the credits started rolling. And I went, what? And I'd slept li- literally on my back. I had one child sat on my chest. I had one child sat on my feet. They were playing 3DS. They didn't watch it. And I fell asleep during fair. It was great. It was great. Oh, we had a Chinese before, before um, early man. We had a Chinese delivered. It was great. Perfect birthday. And then Sunday, great day with my sister and her husband and my niece and nephew. Really lovely day. Um, but last night I couldn't sleep. You know, it's emotional and stuff. You spend time with the family, then you have to go back and, and and sleep in a cell on your own, and it was emotional. And I couldn't sleep, and it was hot, and I was getting a headache, and I knew I had to be up early to go and do um, uh, loose women. And there was a reason I was telling you this. Why was I telling you this? What was the reason? God, this is where my head is at, at the moment. I can't remember nothing. Why was I telling you that? There was a reason for that. Oh yeah, that was it. I've written it down. So I, was, I woke up about half past five in the morning because there were like loud voices outside. And I looked out the window, right, um, like third floor. And I could see my car. And I could see um, five lads sat on my car having a party. Having a party. They were sat on my car. Drinking, smoking, carrying on. Sat on my car. 5.30 in the morning. And I did shout out of the window, shut up. Ah! But they they didn't hear it. Uh, I went for a way and I went back. They sat on my car, having a party on my car at 5.30 in the morning. Broken Britain. This is Brexit, guys. Good evening, Dion. All right, Ian. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit more together than I was, Friday. Hey, come on now. Hey, no, listen. you run loose with me. Huh? 
I didn't know you were on loose swimming. I go on loose swimming from time to time to do their little <laughs> holiday <laughs> competition uh, giveaways. You'd have no. killed. You'd have killed those lads, wouldn't you? If you'd have had to. Um, I would have told them to sod off. Would you have used? Would you have killed one as a warning to the others? Oh, please don't mention me, like I'm some killer. Well, you are a killer. I mean, I'll tell you the worst killer. I got drunk once with Carol McGiffy. Flipping heck. All right, you're on about loose women. Here we go. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I go on there from time to time and do their holiday giveaway, and it's a thrill. Genuinely, well, I love it. I don't have a smart TV now. You were talking yesterday. Oh. I just watch TV, what I want. Yeah, well, it's the but best way. I was going to say, yes. <laughs> the, the BBC who are trying to compete with you, oh. they're talking about vegans. Are they? So I phoned out. What? And they won't let me on because I might be rude about vegans. Oh, what, on BBC London? Yeah. Who's who's on now? Is it Duncan? Yeah, but Mel, I'll, I'll always wind Mel up now right. and again. Hang on, let's, um, BBC... Come on, please don't. What? You can phone Mel up if you want. All right, I'll you, I'm going to phone up, but you've got to do the talking, yeah? Yeah, go on. You got, what you've got to do is you've got to do, um, like a, a, a different voice so they don't think it's you... Um, and a different name. Um, Chris, and I'm a scouser. Well, go on, can you do a scout accent? Did you hear it? You know, you want to come down here? No, do a brummy. Yeah, <laughs> you absolute pudding. Um, Is that good enough? Yeah, go right. All right, what's the phone number? Oh, I don't know. They oh, changed it. Oh, they haven't. I'm trying to find it on their website. Um, I don't know. Dun- Duncan Barks doesn't like me, right? So don't. Why is that? Because he's a pudding. I don't know. I've got absolutely no idea. But he don't, he don't like me. I think he's a bit patronising anyway. Yeah. Oh, BBC Radio. It's a Radio London phone. Number. I I only picked up on your lot last week. I was just scanning through something, and they said it had all changed. And you like you were in the eighties. It was a Greek bloke who used to... Greek, 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 Greeky Lion? I don't know. He used to phone in and do really crap reggae. I think he died, Greeky Lion, actually. No, when Tour Radio first started. Oh, Caesar the Geezer. That's it, Caesar, yeah. We've had, uh, we've had Caesar on this radio show. Oh, brilliant. I didn't know he was still alive. No, I don't, I don't know if he was when we spoke to him, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, no, we had... Um, right, hang on a minute. I'm trying to find the phone number. They don't make it easy. It's the problem I'll with the... I'll give you it off my other phone. I'll pick it up. Oh, I've got to sign... Hang on a minute. I've got to sign into the flipping iPlayer. Dear BBC, oh. why don't you stick it up your jack seat? It's 0800. Right, hang on. 0800. Now, I, I, I like Duncan, so let's see how far we get. Go on. Go on, then. 0800. Yeah, you got the number, haven't you? I've got 0800. That's, that's it. That's all you gave me. Oh, right. I thought you had it. No. About. Wow. I've got to go do my mobile now. I'll go through my phone list. By the way, be, be prepared for a load of abusive tweets and emails. That's all right, mate. No, I'm talking about me. Right, uh, it's 0800. Yes. 731. Yeah. 2000. 2000. All right. And you've got, you've got, to, do the, you've got to do the talking, all right? And that'll be Mel. Right. We'll do, we'll do you, what's your name? I'll be I'll be Chris in Birmingham. Okay, and um, do the accent. Yeah, right, it's Chris. I'm in Birmingham. You know, I'm in Solihull. Okay, here we go. Right, you're on your own. Thanks for calling BBC Radio London. Just so you know, the BBC's computers will keep your name and phone numbers for six months. Please search BBC Privacy online for more details. 
flipping heck. Radio London. Yeah, hello, it's Chris in Solihull in Birmingham. Chris in Solihull? In Birmingham, yeah. I'd like... Yeah, can we talk about vegans? Because we don't have vegans in Birmingham. What? Are you in Birmingham now? I'm in Birmingham now, yeah. Oh, it sounds like Langley. No, it's not. We're in Birmingham. No, is it not? Oh, is it Birmingham? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. How do you ask? See you later. Uh, they will wind up, mate. All right? Oh, mate, he wasn't... Yes, you've been stunned. Sorry? Is that what you say when you've taken out someone? Um, sorry, Dion, we tried, mate. We couldn't get you on to BBC London. I was on there. What, then? Just then? I was just on him. No, I've gone to a sec. No, you just spoke to... That was the producer. No, I spoke to Mel, I said. Right, OK. Well, I, I'm confused. As, uh, I think we're all confused. Dion, thank you for that, mate. Cheers, mate. Tutty bye. Um, that's, I tell you, Catherine, there's, there's a tip there. They've got a screening process. And I'm, th- I'm beginning to think maybe we need to introduce a screening process. <laughs> I'm beginning to think. Those guys at the BBC do it proper. Um, I like Duncan. I hope he doesn't take that as a personal snub. I hope he takes it in the spirit in which it's intended. Uh... <laughs> Evening, Paul! Yo, you OK? I'm all right, Paul. What have you got for us tonight? Good, man. I just wanted to wish you uh, a Penboy's Happiness for um, for Saturday. Just gone. Oh, thank you. What did you want uh, to wish me a what? A Penboy's Harris? Uh, Penboy's Happiness. Penboy's Hatless? Happiness. Penboy Happiness. What's that? That's the one. Uh, happy birthday. Oh, I thought maybe it was like some um, ancient spell. Maybe I thought maybe you were putting a hex <laughs> on me. God, imagine <laughs> someone found out and put a hex on me. Yeah, well, that wouldn't be good, man. So yeah, uh, just wish you come with that and say Klongi Fakiade. Right, what's he saying now? He's saying something rude. You're definitely saying something rude, Paul. <laughs> I swear to God on that. Just I... Congratulations. All right, thank you very much, mate. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. He's t- that's it. I'm going to die in a car crash tonight because he's hexed me. He's put a, a gypsy's curse on me. He's, he has. Something's happened there. I feel a bit funny. Oh, my breathing's gone a bit funny. Oh, it's that Jeremy Vine getting the right stuff all over again. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. Hello, Jerry. What you got for us? I've got a jingle. A golden call. Okay. Golden call. Oh. On Right. That was rubbish, mate. That's it. You, you mumbling golden call on Ian Lee is rubbish. Hey, tell you what. How, 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 how has that man got a gig in America? Got a chat show. That could have... Corden, how's, how's he got a gig on the chapter in America? I don't know. I, don't, I find his career amazing. I don't, I don't get him. I don't get him. I'm like, you're the only one who didn't get him. I'm like, you don't get him. How's he, how's he doing it? How's, how's he got I, I, I have to confess, there is a little bit of, there is a significant part of me that is jealous. Of course there's jealousy, and I'm not, I'm not too, uh, too big to, to not admit that. I'm jealous, but also I, I'm, I'm genuinely scratching my head because I just don't get it. Hey, you've got, you've got, I wasn't, he's just got, I don't know, must have, must have some, must be people he knows. Not being honest, but he's in the funny suit, chaps. He's not, it's, I don't know, he's just, just gay. That's uh, about smells, smells. I went, went to hospital in Nurse's car, brand new car. Yeah. And I wanted a win. And I got desperate. Yeah. And uh, he used a McDonald's paper cup. Oh. And he got me at the top in the paper cup lab. Yeah, a paper up. cup ain't... The thing is, we wee a lot more than we think. A paper cup ain't going to do it. No, I never realised then. 
the, the lid right, the, the lift. Well, the trick to do then is if you pee into a paper cup and it's filling up, and, and I hate to say it, the only way to get out of that is you've got to drink it and then finish your wee. But then it's like it goes on for eternity because it just goes straight through. So you're constantly yeah, drinking your wee and peeing. Jerry, why are you phoning up to tell me about you peeing all over seats? Uh, pardon? Is that what you're saying? You said it went all over the seat. Uh, right, okay, I'm going to cut you off now. I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure why he was talking to us about peeing everywhere. Was that a conversation we'd had earlier on in the uh, event? I don't know. Oh, stinks that stick. Okay, well, that's not... Milk is the worst. Milk is the worst. And I'm saying milk because that's the kind of guy I am. Thank you, Jerry. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, we have another hour of this before Paul Ross uh, comes in at one o'clock and um, goes through the night. You can give us a call, but absolutely anything. We'll look. Well, we'll look at some of the things. Uh, let's, let's just take a punt. Let's take a punt. Hang on. Yes, line one. Oh hi, Ian. Just to let you know, I was going to call in, but I changed my mind. So thanks very much. Uh, it's a thing because of, and this is, this is the thing we're going to, I think we're still going to do it one night this week. We'll do a, a whole show of withheld numbers, but because of one, let's be honest, two individuals, we've got to be so careful about withheld numbers now because there are two people who are absolutely, you know, insane and not in the fun way who only phone up from a withheld number. And it's kind of, uh, uh, ruins. Oh, and I'll read the I'll read the note. I I I posted it on Twitter. Then I took it down because I felt bad because I did at her. But I got sent. You remember there was a woman last week who um, accused me of being um, rude to her at the Yorkshire Food Festival last summer. She saw me on James Martin's cookery show and went, "Well, you talk about people being nice to you, but you were so rude to me at the Yorkshire Dales Food Festival last year with James." Um. I'd never met James before I did this TV show a month ago. Certainly never been to the Yorkshire Dales Food Festival. Ever, I've never been there. So the odds of me being the man that was rude to this woman, and it turns to this big Twitter spat where I was going, I wasn't there, apologise, Jackie, apologise. It wasn't me. Well, I think it might have been you. Anyway, she sent me a letter, sent me a card, right, it is the most nuts thing I have ever read in my life. We'll read it after this. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It was written that I would love you from the Never failing to find a 
of all of us crazy soldiers who were born under calico skies. May we never be called to handle all the weapons of war we despise. McCartney in the 90s. There's 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 some stinkers, but there's some absolute gems, and he's just getting that uh, the first rasp of old man McCartney voice, and it's it's a cracking song. Hello to Ashley. I'm doing a shout out like a professional broadcaster. Ashley, who is uh, just texted us, first time listening to the show, and won't be the last. What a group of callers you guys get uh, yeah yeah it is thank you ashley glad you found us this show is on monday to friday 10 o'clock at night until one in the morning now where did i put the um where did i put the card got sent two cards here we go got sent two cards right one's a birthday card one's a birthday card from a nut job who never ever signs their name and writes in like the lunatic writing uh here we go happy birthday ian lee you are 45 years now the last few days ago or so after you have any questions or concerns please visit the setting is this supposed to be read across like happy birthday ian lee the last few days ago right i'm going to read this as it's written right I'll show you on uh, YouTube. This is this is the uh, the quality of the writing. Okay, this is the first one. Thank you. I'll have boost, please. Thank you. Um, happy birthday, Ian Lee. You are forty-five years now. The last few days ago or so, after you have any questions or concerns, please visit the setting to determine how much is the greatest television show is lost. I made it to you the last time. Do you remember? Do you have any questions? The same people always win. Paul Ross hopes so too. Take care. That's nuts, yeah? So that's nuts. That's the nice one. So a woman last week accused me of being at Yorkshire Dale Food Festival and um, being rude to her. I wasn't there. Never been, wasn't there. She sent me a card. And the first couple of lines I thought, oh, she didn't apologise for saying that I was mean and nasty. First of all, she accused me of lying and then just wouldn't apologise. Ian, first, let me start by saying I apologise for accusing you of being rude to me at the Yorkshire Dales Food Festival. I was clearly mistaken and I am sorry. Oh. What you went on to do on Saturday was abhorrent to say the least. Hmm? When I sent you that message on Twitter... I waited an hour. Now, listen to this bit. This bit's important because it, it links up with something she says in a minute. When I sent you that message, I waited an hour for your response. Nothing came and I had to go out. On returning late afternoon, I checked for a response and was being bombarded with abuse over a, a 150 messages. It took some time to get to one of your responses, but had 
noticed you retweeting and liking some of the nasty comments. This is why you are not getting an apology on Twitter. And here's the thing that links up. It seems if you don't get an immediate response, you turn nasty. Never heard of patience is a virtue? Bearing in mind, she said earlier on, I waited an hour for your response, nothing came, I had to go out. It seems if you don't get an immediate response, you turn nasty. And, and his thing, anybody that was engaged in that conversation will know I did not say one nasty thing to this crackpot of a human being. I didn't say one nasty thing, apart from that crackpot comment. I am a kind and fair person and would have apologised as soon as I saw your message and followed it up with a card. You said on James Martin's show that you didn't like people that troll you and call you names, etc., but you were happy to encourage others to do it to me. I didn't encourage them. I just retweeted what this woman said in a public forum. That's all. A lot of people said you are a nice guy. Not now the impression I have or will ever have of you. You know why she's upset? It's because I went to James Martin's house and she's jealous. That's what it is. I went to... Because her whole Twitter feed is obsessed with James Martin. I went to James Martin's house. I sat in his playroom. I'm also pretty sure that by now you know exactly who it was at that festival that was rude to me and think it's funny. Have I done? I've got a flipping clue. I do think it's funny. Yes, I think it's funny. But I don't know who it was. I think you deserved it, you old bag. Well, it wasn't. It was rude and offensive, and you can tell him I think he is a jerk. I don't know who it is. You tell him. And here comes... Here comes the most despicable. This bit is genuinely despicable. And I, I, it's the second person I've had today lay this trip on me. Right? And, I, and I, I, I refuse to allow this trip to be laid on me. Man, it's too heavy. I hope you're pleased with yourself for your actions. It was lucky for me that I had someone with me. Or you may have been explaining your actions to the police. Because I did feel low enough to consider suicide. And that would have been down to you and your supporter. Wow. Not down to the fact that you libeled me and accused me of um, being rude to you at an event I wasn't at. And I took it in, actually, I took it in quite good spirits. I could have gone nuts, but I took it in quite good spirits and I very gently a few times. It got a little bit less gentle as it went on, but the first few things, very gently said, I wasn't there. You accused me of lying. So I'm not, wasn't there. He accused me of lying. People, Paul Ross waded in and said he wasn't there. Uh, it, uh, uh, you're, you're really unpleasant. I, I, I did tweet her this and then I deleted the tweet because I felt bad at atting her. But what an arsehole. I mean, really, what a mean... And I'm not, you know, I'm not giving away who it is. name's Jackie, but that doesn't give away. What a mean crazy thing to do it's just out, i think it's pretty outrageous outrageous and i had someone else today um lay a suicide trip on me and it and it's just uh, it's uh, it's really particularly as this you know the stuff we talk about and i've talked about being suicidal and the fact that this is a very open place where people can come and um, share mental health stuff and, and all of that. I, 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 anyone that says, you know, that kind of throws that in my direction, I, 
there's a lot of respectful man and i'm i mentioned you know the, the the headline of the story with me and that that former talk sport presenter um whose name i'm not going to mention on the radio anymore um uh, the headline was that guy drove me to contemplate suicide it wasn't and i clarified that it was his actions came at a, a period of my life when I was particularly low and struggling with mental health and with trying to, you know, breathe. And I felt suicidal. But it wasn't because of what he had been doing to me. Uh, that was, you know, there was a divorce. There was uh, money worries. There was there was all these kind of things. I would never say, and I could clarify that, I would never say that, his one person's actions made me contemplate suicide um it's just a really mean thing to do it's a really mean thing to do and while we while we're here i am i I wrote a thing today on twitter this evening about how twitter for me is like it's like drugs like sending out a tweet is for me like like it's like having a big fat juicy line of cocaine it's it's moorish and it's um addictive and I like the kind of instant hit that it gives me. But then seconds later, I feel ashamed and I feel dirty and I feel uh, um, I just feel, you know, it takes me to a place I don't want to go. And for me, sending a tweet is the same thing. And this is just for me. I'm not saying this is for everyone. We'll never begin to suggest for you. But for me, that's what it's like, you know. And so to compensate the shame and low self-esteem, I feel I take another line of cocaine or I'd send another tweet and so i'm really and i've been talking about this for three flipping years but i need to work out what i'm gonna do twitter and someone i've had people in the past um email me am i am i muted on twitter am i muted because you don't respond am i muted i feel like i'm am i muted and and i've, I've made a point of i never answer that question I never answer that question because um, it's an unfair question to ask. If you're blocked, you're blocked and you know you're blocked because it says you've been blocked by it. But if you're muted, all that really means is um, I'm quite happy for you to, you know, be part of it, but I'm not going to engage with you. And so for someone to send an email saying, have I been muted? The fact that you're asking that question shows that you've probably been a little bit too needy on um, Twitter. So I never answer that question. And I think some people take see me interacting with others on Twitter, but not interacting with them and take it as a real personal. Oh, but I thought we were friends. I thought, oh, there was a mad tweet yesterday or over the weekend from this woman. Oh, God. Oh, what was it? Um, and not someone who I'd seen pop up in my timeline before. Um, it was something like. If I met Ian Lee, I think we'd be really good friends. Did you see that, Catherine? I'm not a fan. I'm a potential friend. He just needs to meet me and we'd become really good friends. It reminds me, when I went to a monkeys convention three years, four years ago, right? Um, But famous in the way she said, I went to a monkeys convention and I sort of, at these monkeys events... Because I've been on telly over here and interviewed the monkeys and I hadn't quite started the record label yet. But some people kind of they know that I've interviewed Mike and Mickey. And so they kind of thought at the time maybe I had an in with them. I got treated a little bit like a celebrity there, but you don't need to do much to be treated like a celebrity. 
And um, I got talking to this guy. There are only two, as far as I remember, about 2,000 people there. I, I only saw two black faces. The monkey's a very white group. It's a very white, predominantly female fan base. But I got, got speaking to this one guy, and he's really interesting, really interesting guy. He'd served, American, he'd served in Iraq, right? And I thought, okay, this is, this is strange. Black guy into the monkeys. Also a war veteran, young guy, younger than me, a war veteran into the monkeys. And I got talking to him, and he told me about, it started to turn here, right? He told me how when Davy Jones died... It destroyed him and he was in pieces. And I was upset when David died. And I think he left the army because Davy Jones had died. I was thinking, okay, right, this is obviously tapping into something. And then he said, and then he got on, he said, I, I really need your help. You've interviewed Mike Nesmith, haven't you? I said, yeah. What's he like? I said, ah, you know, it was a phone interview. I don't know. He seemed like a nice enough guy. He said, right. I need you to introduce me to him. Not like in a quick fan, get an autograph way. I know that me and Mike operate on the same level. And if I could just meet him, I understand his songs better than anyone, right? If I could just meet him and chat to him for just like two hours, right? I know that we could be friends, it was at that point I started edging. We were sat at the bar. I remember we were sat at the bar and I started edging away from the bar going, well, you know, man, I wish you the best of luck. And he kind of was like, it was a real, you've got to introduce me to him. I said, well, you know, um, I don't really know him. I've got to go because I, I was, it was with, and this tweet from this woman at the weekend is that same kind of vibe. If, if, if Ian could just meet me, we'd be friends, but fame gets in the way. That was the line. You're right, Catherine. Thank you. And, um, and just having a few people, am I, am I muted? You're ignoring me. And it's that's a heavy trip to allow me. So I've just got to think maybe do I interact with nobody? Do I interact with some people? Do I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, on that bombshell, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, all right, okay. There we go. There we go. That one done. That second one may have gone out. I do apologize. Did we got the second one as well? Just in case, always got to be careful. Um, we were coming back from the break a little bit quicker than I expected. We were watching a live stream of a very potty mouth comedian, Lemmy, um, who just swore. I don't think it got broadcast. If it did get broadcast, of course, we're really, really sorry. Even though it's a late night show, um, the, the hardcore bad language, we certainly don't appreciate. We don't approve of. You would have heard it on YouTube. Apologies to the YouTubers. Um, and apologies to anyone at home who may have had it. 0344-499-1000 is the um, telephone number. What? How is Twitter going for you, Catherine? You you do all right, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I largely escape pretty unscathed. I, when was the last time you had a dick pic? Well, they, my DMs are closed, so they have to do it in public. Right. So it has, it's always an anonymous person, you know, with a silly, clearly not them picture. And there was some way to the, the the police, maybe Interpol, had a file of dicks, and you could, you could dick <laughs> yes, recognition. Yes, it was that one. <laughs> facial recognition. I think probably the last just time through the book. Yeah. Is it this one? No. Do you recognise any of these P9? No. I don't it think, was this one. I don't think they're ever their own P9 that I get shown anyway. 
because they wouldn't want to get those out in public. No. I, I think they generally select people a, are generally, a stunt um, penis. People are generally nice to you on Twitter. There's a few yeah. There's a few arch things. that we got. Often we get the mean ones to get. Or I get my own, but then we'll get yeah. the mean ones together. I also, um, there's some people who, when they can't, have a go at you anymore because you block them or something yeah, yeah. they'll have a go at me yeah. and it's usually catty rather than nasty yeah um a lot of blocking recently a lot of muting yeah a lot of muting. i do love a mute because they don't know that yeah. they're banging on by themselves you know yeah and that's um I, i'm gonna i'm saying categorically now if anyone ever asks me have i been muted i'm not gonna answer that question because it was because if I say if I say no to someone, then someone else answers, asks me that question. I ignore it. They'll think they are. Also, if I say yes, you have been muted. Well, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? That doesn't leave us anywhere that I want to be. Um, it's my decision who I allow to slip into my timeline. Yeah, and if you wanted to make it that clear, you would have bl- blocked them. So yeah. here's another one. of Here's one of my absolutes, and I don't have many rules on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but if people try and try to message me to get around you, oh. I'm going to block them. Really? Yeah. I tend to respond with, I'm not his mum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if they and persist, I block not. them. We got the test results back, and I'm, I'm gutted to, to say, she is not my mum. No been raising him all these years what what i'll say is guys just 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 don't just don't try so hard you know we're um, we're not friends we're not friends we're not friends and um it's unlikely that it's uh we're going to be okay so appreciate just enjoy the to and fro there doesn't need to be uh there doesn't need to be marriage we here we go we wonder if we're too i wonder kath and i wonder this show wonders if we are too what was the word you accessible used? too accessible yeah in the um you know it's it's there are 15 hours a week when you know my telephone number for 15 hours a week you have my direct telephone number which is pretty rare and you can come on and you can ask me anything you know you can ask me anything i thought that guy the the golden calls so far jack what's well, a great question you know and it, it, and perfect he's been listening and he knows he knows a lot about what's going on and he asked put it into a very funny question um but then I do go on Twitter and stuff, and I do on Facebook, not so much. And um, I do, I don't know. It's that weird thing of having to promote the show. And um... anyway, yeah. anyway, 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 anyway. But there is a perception that, you know, because it's an intimate thing to be on the radio and we're talking to you on your own, yeah. generally, people people who are listening by themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, and we spend a lot of time together, I guess, through, through the ma- magic of radio. People start to feel like... Like we do know each other. Here we go. Uh, Jeff's done a golden call jingle. Here we go. Let's have a little listen to this. That is disgusting. Oh, Jeff. That is disgusting. And you a father. Unbelievable. Not by doing that. <laughs> golden call. Um... um I don't know what's happened to the the YouTube feed, I'm afraid. What that generally means is Matthew's internet has crashed. A man who tried magnet, magnet, magnet. What are magnets? I know what magnets are. What is magnet? What is magnet? But what is magnet? What is magnet? Um... It's a good question. A good question. It. What is I don't magnet? think it starts out as just normal metal and then it gets given powers. I think it's already powered. Well, this is it. You can certainly you can certainly turn something into magnet. Mm. You can charge it into magnet. But but are, can you mine magnet? Are there the great 
magnet mines. And then what tool, if there is, what tools do they use? They can't use metal tools. They'd have to use wooden tools, wouldn't they? Or glass, glass tools. What is magnet? Is there, is there a magnet mine? Uh, you couldn't go in there with a pacemaker no. or false teeth. No, or uh, an old-fashioned camera. Or a cock ring. What? Prince Albert. Are they made out of... Oh. Um, Prince, well, Prince Albert is slightly different, but yeah, that's metal, isn't it? It's a piercing. Oh, no, I've never... I've oh, not got... I'll show you mine. <laughs> um, well, there's a question for the last 35 minutes. What, what is magnet? What is magnet? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Anyway. A man who tried magnet fishing <clears throat> struck lucky when he found a safe full of jewellery and medals at the bottom of a lake. Medals. This all sounds a bit suspicious. Magnet fishing is a thing, is it? Adam Hastings, 22, pulled up the haul the first time he tried the hobby. Find Google magnet fishing, because this sounds like made-up nonsense. He thinks that the safe must have been chucked into the water by thieves. Also, there's got to be some magnet to pull up a safe. Safes is heavy. Safes is so heavy. You want one of those magnets from the Tom and Jerry films for a yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horseshoe shape. I remember once I got a horseshoe-shaped magnet. You know the... Did, yeah. did little things come out the end? No, it was rubbish. Really rubbish. Oh. Have you I ever had an anvil dropped on you? No. I connected it to a 9-volt battery to try and make an electromagnet. Oh, yeah? Didn't work. Oh. Uh, jobless oh. Adam. <laughs> Size of this. The ultimate beginner's guide to magnet fishing. Does it say, is it say point one, this is what magnet is? Uh, magnet fishing UK. What is magnet fishing? Magnet fishing is the new hobby taking the UK and US by storm. So I decided to write a beginner's guide to magnet fishing while I start out my magnet fishing adventures. I've called it the beginner's guide because that's what I am, a beginner. That whole first paragraph is unnecessary. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've recently started the wonderful hobby of magnet fishing. We know you keep saying magnet fishing. Magnet fishing. Alongside my other wonderful hobby of metal detecting. So, as I learn all about magnet fishing and start this journey, I want to teach you my findings and research. Jesus! We know, we know, we know. Just tell us what it is, man. What you, ca- you can't catch a fish with a magnet. The act of fishing with a very powerful magnet attached to a rope. Not trying to catch fish, though. We are trying to attract metal objects to the magnet. Well, it's we not know. fishing, then. It's not fishing. Fishing is... The clue is in the word fishing. Fishing. Call it magnetizing. Attracting. Attracting. Call it attracting. Over the years, many metal items have been disposed of or dropped into many different bodies of water, like rivers, lakes or streams. We know what a body of water is, mate. Okay. Patronising. These metal items include historic relics, modern-day gadgets and many more interesting metal items. So what you're saying is old stuff, new stuff and some other stuff. (laughs) Wow. How much is it going to... This gets cut to the um, nub. How much is it going to cost me... To get a giant magnet. It's a list of things you need. Yeah. What you will need for magnet fishing. Strong magnet. Yeah. Brackets. Mandatory. Yeah, well, There's no ifs or buts about this. How much is, it gonna, how much is this gear going to cost me? He suggests, I'm, gu- I'm guessing it's a man, and I'm guessing it's a single man. Well. Neodymium magnet with an eye bolt, right? Yeah. Takes you to the Amazon thing. I reckon £42.69. Hey, that's all right. I thought I was going to say about 600 quid. Reduced from 60 quid. Oh. You better be sure you're going to use this magnet, though. Well, it's my birthday. Uh, it's my birthday week. It looks like a great big plug. <laughs> it's my birthday week. Yeah, there's a whole load of different magnets you can have a look at. But then, And they put a one euro piece next to it so you can see size. And then do you need, like, a rod? 
No, you need a big bit of rope. Okay. Uh, Strong rope, again, mandatory. Jobless Adam said, I cast it about four or five times without any luck. Gloves, mandatory. A bag or bucket, optional. Okay. Then I felt something tugging on the end. I looked down and... No. I found another smaller magnet nearby. I found another. I found another smaller magnet nearby. Oh, so it appears they came back to get it, but the magnet they used wasn't as powerful as mine. Yes, son! He spent the extra 20 quid. He took up the hobby about after watching a TV programme about how people had found treasure in lakes and rivers. Adam paid £17.50 for a magnet on the internet and tried his luck in Pitville Park, Cheltenham, Gloucester. Gloucester. He added, I didn't expect to find treasure the first time, though. It just shows what's out there. Next time, I might find a boat. Oh, and go out into the middle. Oh, right, yeah. Well, how much was that worth, all that stuff? Good for him. He looks like um, remember Spider from Coronation Street. Looks a bit oh, like, oh, yeah, I remember like Spider. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and now with Catherine Boyle. What? Added Catherine Boyle. Sorry? Don't say it like that. No, I'm saying added Catherine Boyle. Yeah, boom. Sprinkles. Right. Of you, me. Why are you being a bit weird? I'm not mm, excited. Just you've had a trendy haircut. <laughs> I don't know if it is trendy. Oh, it's a bit too short, you think? Mm. I think it looks good. Well... Seems to have broken the stream. No, we go. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Doing a little bit of uh, maintenance there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Although sometimes the calls just just dry up and the calls, you know, for for Julia Hartley Brewer, that's been the last two and a half years. For us, it's been the last ten minutes. It's fine. Fine, I can work with that. We'll just do um, some more of these um, really exciting stories from uh, well yesterday's newspapers. Prepare to get wacky. Prepare to get wacky, guys. We're going to delve and dive. Into the sun. Should we have a sideways star. look at life? What does that mean? Um, I don't know. Wackiness. Six in six in ten. Here we go. This is you, Catherine. Go on. Six in ten Brits mm-hmm. are stuck in a musical rut, only listening to artists they already know. That describes you to a T. Yeah. Whereas I am musically versatile. No, you don't. You're the man who says you don't need any more bands. I know we're not supposed to talk about the adverts. But there's a website called Subbies. That's I'm sure that's you've got to be careful typing that in because you're gonna you're gonna end up with some kind of you know people looking for dominatrix. That's a strange thing. Um, no, I no 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 no. I am very very open to musical um, 
suggestions. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, just, I listened to a new Paul McCartney album the other day. That's still Paul McCartney. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's one I'd not heard before. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so I listened to different stuff. What new band are you into? Well, I'll say the, the, I'm looking forward to the new... The, the Paul McCartney's got a new album coming out soon, so I'm looking forward to that, yeah. So, um... Oh, actually, i tell you what, my sister got me an album. I, I thought I brought it because I wanted to listen to it in the car. It is, I'm going to say it's called Doris and, what was the name of that? Who are the, Doris and Nikki? Doris and Nikki. What was the name? Uh, Doris and uh, Nikki. Is, is someone, no. If someone knows the the album that my sister bought me i'll describe it okay and someone will know it right you can tweet me it or you whatever so it's um this lost sort of classic from the 60s apparently and it's a girl and i think it's her 13 year old sister or brother and it's only been released sort of recently and that's kind of all i know about it but I've not got it. I've not. Um... So does, that, does that help anybody name it? It's a very vague description. Are you sure if there was a Doris involved? Cause no, that's... I don't know the actual names of this. Something and something. Oh. And it's like, it's either two sisters or a sister and a brother. And one's sort of about 18 and one's 13. And they made an album. I wish my sister was not so lazy and, and was awake. And I mean, could, she's uh, awful, isn't she? Could tweet me this. She'll, I'll get a tweet sort of in three days going, oh, it's a, oh I know, because I'll have it. It's, it's on the floor of the flat. Anyway. Um, six intemperates are stuck in a musical rut, only listening to artists they already know. Over one in four will sample songs from outside their favourites, says a survey by a music streaming service. I'm not going to name, because I never do. But it's one I've not heard of before. Yeah. You don't even know what I was just saying then, do you? Yes, music streaming service that you've not heard of before. Wendy and Bonnie. Is it Wendy and Bonnie? Wendy and Bonnie? How do you know that? Because I'm looking at the um, what Wendy, the YouTubers um, are saying, and sometimes they, they are helpful. Hey, yes, Wendy and Bonnie! Thank you, Smerrington Weeps. Right. Now, should we have a little listen to it? Go on. There we go. Wendy, here we go, listen, this is the description. Wendy and Bonnie were American singing sisters who recorded the album Genesis in 1969 for Sky Records. Um, Wendy and Bonnie grew up in California. Their parents, Art and Jeannie Flower, were professional musicians. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, all right. OK. Right. Well, should we, should we have a little listen to it? This is the, the, the album that my sister bought me. Thanks, you. See, I told you. I knew it. I knew it, man. I, I knew it. Right, Wendy and Bonnie. Uh, this is where we find out if my birthday present was any good. Um, here we go. Wendy and Bonnie, by the sea. So hard to say goodbye. <laughs> yes, yes. Be 
you hate When's that? the bass going to drop? Oh, I bet you hate that. I don't, but it's it's just mooching. Are they going to do something? No. What, 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 what more do you want to do? What do you want to do? We're drifting Could you stop making those noises? When are they going to do Invisible Touch? Right, you're, 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 you're just um, being silly. But um, I can't dance. I can't walk. That one? You're just being silly. Um, so I'm trying to find... Anyway. Uh, let's, let's... I know what will fill a minute and 20. These ads. <laughs> the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. That Bonnie and, and, and Tyler album has reminded me of, of the, one of the greatest albums I ever bought. Right when my dad died, I went a bit nuts and I spent about two hundred quid on DVD time travel DVDs, and I spent a fortune on um, Red Cherry's website, which they're, they're Cherry really, Red. Cherry Red. Uh, no, Red Cherries, first of all. Then I went to Cherry Red. Red Cherry something different, actually, Catherine. So you think you corrected me and you think you got one over me, but actually you've embarrassed yourself there because it's two different websites. That right, burned you because it was a musical no, correction. No, 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 it wasn't. Let's go to www.redcherry.com. You're so salty about it. Red, so no, salty. no, go to redcherry.com and let's just see what, what to show you there. Right, that the, the website's closed down. So let, yeah. me, let me see the, what Red Cherry You can is. buy it, though, right? Uh, Red Cherry Lashes is what I bought. Red Cherry Lashes. So I bought a lot. I spent a fortune at Red Cherry Lashes. Then I went to Cherry Cherry Red Records. And I bought a fortune just um, on albums where I like the look of the album cover. And I might, you know what, I might do that again tomorrow. And one of them was this this album called T and Cara, As They Are. I mean, it's the best album cover. It's these two really scruffy individuals sat on the sidewalk of what looks like New York City. They're eating sandwiches, aren't they? Well, they're eating big sandwiches, but you can't really see Cara because there's a water... Um, hydrant hydrant in the uh, way and it looks like they've just been caught and it's full of it's packed full of gems like this listen to this listen to when his harmony comes in right I've not heard this is great listen when I was a kid I had this friend who followed behind me watching my heel and stepping in time soon he grew up and still wait for the harmony Listening for signals, saluting with pride, and stepping in time. Keeping his vows, watching his mouth, beating his words, and stepping in time. He tagged along and I was proud. Didn't do no harm, saving my place when we stood in line. He wasn't cool, but he was there. I was his idol and he didn't dare to step out of line. Back to my will, come go and stay, but don't get in my way. For stepping in time You You Where did you go? It's great, isn't it? Always Makes you think not in May Yeah, yeah You would do anything for me Me and my shadow bird and small Slamming my door closed and walking my home Me and my soapbox laughing aloud Ignore his goodbye 
and never asked why. He's come and go, I know it's true. Waiting for someone that you never knew, you can't lose your mind. Keeping my pride, I lost my friend. Truth in my precepts and true to the end, I'm waiting in line. Keeping my vows, watching my mouth, eating my words, and stepping in time. You, you, where did you go? Always was a friend to me. Never asked anything of me Me and my shadow burden small Slamming my door closed and walking my hall Me and my soapbox laughed in a laugh Ignored his goodbye And never asked why You come and go, I know it's true Waiting for someone that you never knew You can't lose your mind Keeping my pride, I lost my friend Truth in my precepts and truth is the end I'm waiting in line Keeping my vows, watching my mouth Eating my words and slipping in time Keeping my vows, watching my mouth Eating my words and slipping in time I can't think of any other song that has the word precept in. I know. I True to well my pre... I'm not, I don't even know what a precept is. True to my precepts. That's great. So they went in, from what I can gather, they went in in about 67, 68, to record this album, but it was like just him with a guitar and her singing, and those two singing. And they recorded it, and then they went back a few months later, and the record company said, here's your album. And they put, like, a whole band over it and drums and stuff. And they went, no, that's not our album. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you're going to go out and promote it. And they went, nah, not bothered. And just walked away. Just walked away. Because they were true to their precepts. They were true to their precepts. Do you know what a precept is, then? You've just Googled it. Of course I have. <laughs> go on. I thought, Hello? It, I thought it might be, but I had to double check. All right. Um, true to my precepts. Well, to your preconceived ideas. To your... To your, your, your um, no, 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 don't give me the shaky head head. True to your precepts. It's, it's pre... So it's... it's an, is that your, pre, your pre-concepts? Your pre- precepts? No. A general rule intended to uh, to uh, regulate... Well, that's what pretty... ...behaviour or thought. So the sim- synonym would be... Principle. Yeah, pretty much what I said, actually, Catherine. I think not, I'm fine. Wait. Not the same at yeah. all. No, 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 not the same, but pretty much. Okay. Well, pretty as long as we've all learned something, that's the important thing. Much. It's not about being right, is it? The, the, right. One of the greatest pages right. in the Daily Star is the texts. The texts. You can send the text. And there's a, there's a brilliant text, right? I do this every day. Please, can you do a pick? Of sexy Jessie Nelson from Little Mix wearing boots. Wow. It would show off her hot body a treat. And fair play, that's exactly what they've done. That's exactly what they've done. It's a very uh, specific request. Why would you t- text that in? Why don't you Google that? Please, can you do can you do a pick of what? sexy Jessie Nelson from Little Mix wearing boots? Very specific. It would show off her hot body a treat. Uh, um, uh, here's a a funny some of these are funny and some of these are serious Um, if Heinz do change salad cream to sandwich cream they won't what the hell would I put on my salad a sandwich this is a great one from Mad Max the Mad Chef all this rubbish about salad cream if they started calling petrol go-go juice, we would still buy it. <laughs> go-go juice. He's got them there. He's got. That's a good point. He knows. 
Um, uh, when will councils find... This is from Dog Lover. When will councils find drivers for parking on paths? Think of all the revenue they can rake in. Then people can walk on paths. Excellent points. Pip says, do online shoppers realise they are costing thousands of people their jobs? Soon there won't be any high street shops. Uh, do online shoppers realise? Um, how do you spell desserts? D-E-S-S-E-R-T-S, right? Okay, well, I'll read this then. What is the world coming to when a poor 90-year-old woman is beaten in her bed? I hope they get their just deserts, the scumbags. Just deserts. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that stuff. Gosh, the text is really... I mean, some of them are furious, aren't they? Some of them are furious, and some of them... Ah, I don't know. Some of them just like boots <laughs> and Jesse Nelson wearing them. <laughs> Um, oh, this is exciting, geeky news. Some of the missing 97 episodes of Doctor Who could be returned to the BBC, an expert has claimed. Come, yeah. come on. Come on. I love this, right, that stuff from 65 years ago. I love the fact that even now, Beatles stuff turns up that, that no one knew, like film or acetates or autographs or letter. It's turning up as partly because... Um, people are dying, and so so you know, parents and grandparents are dying, and the kids go through the stuff in the loft. Go flipping this, is it? and this could happen. This BBC Doctor Who archivist, 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 archivist. I'm going to say now. Well, why? Paul Vanesis, who unearthed four lost instalments in Cyprus in the 1980s, said, "Hang on a minute." Said he knows where more of the black and white episodes are located. Oh, of course he does. Jimmy record. He found four in the 80s, and now 35 years later, you know where there's some more, do you, boy? The William Hartnell and Patrick Troughton eras of the show were decimated when the BBC purged archives in the 1970s with the start of Colour TV, believing no one would watch black and white shows again. You suckers. Mr. Vanessa said there are missing Doctor Who's with private collectors. They may be interested in handing them over. Private collectors are weird, right? There's, um, apparently, there's some silent footage of the monkeys live in 1967. Right, and I, I, I was talking to someone who knows the guy that has supposedly got it. Now, he doesn't want to share it with anyone, so he's got it just for himself, right? Now, that means... He either hasn't got it or he's an asshole. One of those two things. Because mm. it uh, could be both. It could be both. It could be both. And I can understand why in the 80s and 90s you, you think, well, maybe there's a few quid in that. But everything, every, particularly the monkeys, it's not the Beatles. Or How anything. many times are you going to watch it? Everything is, is available online now. Yeah. When I get, when I get rare stuff, I've had stuff that, I've only, that is, is only one copy of. I just put it on YouTube and let everyone see it. Let everyone see it for crying out loud. Who cares, guys? Come on. Um, last story. And this, I don't even know why this is a story because this is just bar. You don't say. Where is it? 
Next time you dry the dishes, make sure you use a fresh tea towel. Repeatedly using an old one could spread food poisoning. Well, yeah, obviously. But then again, I can use a tea towel for like maybe three or four months before thinking, ah, I should... Actually, in the place I'm in now, I haven't got any tea towels. But I've used tea towels. They start to smell, though. Yeah, I know they do. But, I mean, here's the thing. We this is a genuine point now, as opposed to the last two hours fifty minutes. This is a genuine point. Which have been flim flam. Fli- oh, it's absolute codswallop. That we don't. The reason that so many people are dying so young is because we don't ingest germs in the way we used to. Right? When when I was a kid, eat dirt, suck on a worm, lick your shoes, lick your shoes, all of this stuff. Right? All of this stuff. But now. Um, and I used to get really angry with my family doing this with the, ki- the kids when they were younger. Like, not just at the end of meals, but in, it, it, while they're eating, they'd get, like, antiseptic wipes yeah. and wipe their hand. I think, no, ma'am. Let, I always let my kids eat food off the floor. I think it's a waste of wipes. It's a waste of wipes. And that's there's more wipes in the sea than there are the fishes. Fish, it's a fact. Um, but I, I'll, I'll, I will let the kids drop food on the floor. I'll, oh, if I can still work out what it is, it's still edible. I don't, and, and we need to eat, here's the thing, we need to eat more faecal matter to survive. Oh, I don't know about that. No, I do know about that. I do know about that. I do. We need to put all kinds of germs in our body to, you know what a vaccine is, right? Yes. A vaccine is, Paul will agree with me, Paul, do you agree that we need to eat more shit? <laughs> Maybe not literally, although I've worked so long. No, that's just part of the cult, part of the. Cult. No, I do. My my mum used. To, in fact, my nan used to say, eat a pound of dirt before you die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you build up all the antibodies, all the. But my family, my mother-in-law primarily, but my when the kid boys were little, would be wiping their hands in the middle of a meal. I think, come on, look at all this. She Howard Hughes's daughter. I don't mean the Howard Hughes who works here. She OCD. There was there's, there was a little bit. There's a little bit. It's worse bit. for children just any any antiseptic fluid yeah. than it is to the, the kind of tiny bits of dirt yeah, on a lettuce. Yeah, Isn't that a kind of dodgy seed to sow especially with little boys because yeah. I know a lot of little boys don't like getting messy they don't like making oh. a mess with their hands yes. and fingers and things like that and yeah. um, and so they would be troublesome when it came Just to tell them what happened foods. to Piggy in Lord of the Flies yeah. get down in that dirt um, do you know what I, here's the thing I've had Lord of the Flies on DVD for years I've never watched it which version the black and white version. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I know. And I keep... Uh, uh, and well, now I don't, don't, Make sure you're in the right mood when you watch that one. Bleak, isn't it? I made us read that school flipping, eh? No, I never, never... I know the rough premise of the yeah. story. I know where it's going to go. But, uh, yeah, no, I've, I keep... It's one of those things I keep thinking, oh, I must get round to doing that. It's one of those that. books... I can't remember when I read it. I mean, you were, it must have been a set of comprehensive secondary school, but... We had a female teacher came in, a supply teacher, and we were a boys-only school, and it had been a secondary modern sex school. We were the first comprehensive year, so yeah. the teachers were more like jailers, basically, wardens. Yeah, yeah. And um, we read the book, and basically the premise is people know is plane crashes, all the adults die, loads of boys from a public school, which may or may not be important, and the kind of savage hierarchy kicks in. And this woman asked a fantastic question, but what if there have been any girls there? Oh. It's one of those great, you think there's almost a version to be written yeah. or something Aren't made they making a different that? Side. I think they're going to make oh, an all-female version. This was years ago she asked that, but it wasn't all female, it was just say, what if there have been girls right. there? And because they're prepubescent, the boys, are on the cusp. Yeah. It's a great question, isn't it? Gosh. Um, do you know what, I'm, I'm going to dive into, I'm going to watch that this week. I'm not going to read the book, I'm, I can't be bothered reading 
His second book is better, I think, The Inheritors, and it's set in prehistoric times, and the end of those are still around, and they're telepathic. Wow. And us savage ones come along and kind of wipe them out, or do we? And it's a really great mm. book, that. Yeah, he's oh. an interesting bloke, William Golding. I'll check that out. What is on your show tonight, apart well, from thought, Tosh? Well, we are crossing live to Singapore, as you might expect, but also, would you like to read that very quickly, and then I'll tell you we are covering that story in detail. From China. City creates a pavement for phone zombies only. A Chinese industrial city has created an... Oh, look at this. A new portion of pavement dedicated to smombies, pedestrians so engrossed in messaging or playing games on their phones, they run the risk of walking into traffic. We are covering that live from China, but also I've spoken to the woman who covered the story and she said they're also saying in China, this is also for people who choose not to pay attention. Yeah. So oh, they can, if you just think, I'm going to zone, I'm going to zone out for a yeah. bit, I'm going to go in the smombies, smombie lane. Hey, do you know what? That is a, that's a really good point. No one daydreams anymore. Because you can't, no one, you, you, you would often... Oh, my eldest daughter. You're back on Davy Jones again, aren't you? Well, yeah, but, you'd, but you'd often just sit, you know, at school. I mean, this, I was terrible at school because I was daydreaming. But now people can't daydream because they're, they're tapping away, playing, you know, Fortnite on your phone and nonsense like that. Um, I love a good daydream. My eldest daughter's a Dolly daydream. Really? Yeah, it's great. My oldest daughter's actually called Dolly, oh, so she is <laughs> quite little, and she is Dappy Dolly or Dolly Daydream. Wow. But <laughs> lovely. When you see them drift off, and they're about again ten, eleven, twelve, yes. you just yeah, wonder yeah. what connections are they making in those minds? Yeah. Okay. Also on the programme, I'm going to be talking to a uh, an anatomist who's also a TV presenter. Got a show on BBC Four tomorrow night when they've worked with evolutionary scientists and created the perfect human being. From all the things, like lungs of a swan, heart of a dog, legs of an emu, a marsupial pouch so women don't give birth through the canal. Yes. So we're talking about that. It's on tomorrow night, but it's an, oh, it's, I've tweeted the image. It's absolutely astonishing. It's a bit like Avatar meets an ostrich. It's going to be the latest contestant on Love Island. No <laughs> I think so, yeah. Slightly <laughs> brighter than some of those. They were up, well, there was a re- really snarky thing in the paper about, and I heard it on BBC London the other night, about, um, oh, they, didn't, they didn't know anything about Brexit. Yeah. Well, why should they? No. Why should they know about Brexit? They're, they're young, beautiful people. But one of them did ask, what is superficial? Right, OK. Which yeah. could be a very profound question, yeah, or yeah. it could be a really stupid yeah. question. I'm afraid I suspect the latter. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I, who can, I bet that I, this, this thing that everyone should be really interested in Brexit and shouldn't... Oh, it was more, though, from that, I'm not seeing the show. This, I, I remember watching the Celebrity one, which I thought was vaguely entertaining, but uh, this time, when they started talking about Brexit, it was the, it was the, the blagger who got into trouble because right. in the, the Treasury said, oh, yeah, that'll damage the environment, all that, or we right. won't be able to breathe the air. Right. And oh. then I said, no, man, that's, it's, it's about Europe, it's not about the environment, and the other one then shut up. OK, right, it was about someone bullshit. <laughs> yeah, masquerading for knowledge they're not entitled to. For us, will be yeah, on like at me. one o'clock. Um, it's always a good listen. There's loads of stuff in there. Catherine, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, mate. Oh. Hate the hair. Spot on. Isn't it, though? Very Leslie Carroll. Who's Leslie Carroll? Oh. Gatman, like, from the 1950s, was in Gigi, was in a oh, film called Lily, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Well, Paul Ross is on next. We will be back tonight at 10. Until then, from us, ta-ta!